Welcome to Beer Plus 3, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. With me today is the man that has often been called the human rape whistle. It's Mike Zamora. I against I, against I, against I. Also with us today is a person whom identifies, I probably used that wrong, as a dog, but was brought up as a cat and is also an Aberdeen. It's Rick Anderson. Greetings, humanity. It is June 19th, 2015. This is episode 51, and we are Beer Plus 3. Plus 3, plus 3, plus 3. Absolutely. I thought I'd start throwing episodes in there. God, is this going to turn into like an algebra problem? (laughs) What do you mean? Plus three, plus three, plus, and then there's gonna be like an A. And no, y. And then an obtuse. What does Y equal, fuckers? <laughs> an obtuse angle. Obtuse angle. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I was okay at math until they introduced the imaginary numbers, and then that's where my brain Actually, just algebra went. was awesome for me. It was, it yeah. was geometry. That blew my mind. I, just, I had I a hard time with that, too. I couldn't do it. And then our teacher at the time yeah. was like one of those brand new teachers who was, we're gonna learn. <laughs> and uh, he made everything a football reference. No fucking clue. I was lost. And I said, can you make any other... Sit down, Swabin! Okay, okay. And then I was approached, why are you failing this class? Because it's fucking football class. I don't know what he's saying. Well, read the book. I did read the book. It doesn't make fucking sense. This is before when they were like, ah, just change classes. Instead of like, let's get you a tutor. And then we're going to pat you on the head and make you feel better about yourself. Don't worry, you'll get a trophy. You'll be okay. So you changed classes then? Into drama? Yeah, I think I went to... uh, No, I already had like three classes of drama. I took... My first year at high school, I took um, beginning drama. And then my second year was beginning and... Because you weren't supposed to be able to take advanced drama. Oh, no. My first year in high school, I took beginning and advanced drama. Because I was, I was just out there, and the drama teacher was like, "You're awesome." I said, "Yes, I you're know. so dramatic." Why didn't anybody else know this? Um, and and from then on out, it was like two classes of drama a year, and every play I was at least involved in. Good well, for you. I'm wondering so, how long did did you guys ever tear I was down? Famous for some of the shit we did, man. Did you guys ever tear down the the math teacher? I mean, you, you, you no. He, I was the only one that in. didn't didn't get it. Everyone else was like, "Oh, Seahawks! Yeah, we get it! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, end zone!" Well, the way you introduced that, I thought you were going to really? tell us he comes in all gung ho at the beginning of the year and then gradually gets torn. No, down. no, no. Yeah. He was he was. They were lifting him up and carrying him around. <laughs> they came after me with torches and porch pitchforks and shit. We had a history Buggers. teacher. We had a history teacher who was also a, a, a football coach in high yeah. school and. Mysteriously, all the football players were like doing a work in his history really? class. That I know in my house, it was so. Co- it must be because he had like a spiritual bond with them, and yeah, so they were just really yeah, good. They at just history. understood because osmosis. Yeah. They just got yeah. near him, and yeah. Just well, he was probably able to speak to them in terms they understood. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you take a oh and went and then raped that little boy in class, <laughs> what would the answer be? A triangle isosceles. 
that's how teaching should be done. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, I think we know. I loved, I loved one of my history teachers. Sorry to interrupt, yeah, no, but one of my history teachers was a like um, an airborne ranger from like Vietnam. Wow. So he was a little. Yeah. He was a little out there. He was fucking one of my favorite teachers. But yeah, I was just gonna say. I bet he was an awesome oh, teacher. Oh no, everyone hated him except for this guy because <laughs> I loved all the weird fucking teachers. <laughs> nothing to do with the joints he was smoking with the outback. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to do with that. No, he only bought weed from me once. So, but uh, every time he entered the he room, he never smoked the... with any of his students. But I knew that guy was high in half the classes <laughs> we were in. But he was he was hilarious and re- he was really kind of strict. He would. Just kind of go around. He had this chair that he would sit on. Yeah. And I can't remember the motherfucker's name. This is why I need Jim here. Because um, he worked with his dad. Amongst other reasons. Amongst other <laughs> reasons, yeah. He had this chair with wheels, and he would just kind of wheel backwards around the front of the class and ask questions and make us read stuff. Yeah. And I often would, after lunch, or during lunch, smoke much weed and then fall asleep on the desk. <laughs> and he eventually moved me up front. Because I was constantly doing this, but he so he could do this. He would roll over right in front of me and just kick my desk right into my face. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Swapping you awake. I am now. So yeah, he was he was an awesome teacher. He was very strict. He was a lot of fun. And a lot of our fun weird teachers, I really liked. Yeah. yeah. Any teacher that beat me, I was down with because mm-hmm. I deserved it. And that carried on into the rest of your life. You know, you Let's took that hope so. on. Yeah. Let's yeah. hope so. That makes me reminisce for high school a little bit. Maybe you know I miss kind of some of that. You know, like the drama classes. I had I was I was big. I, like one year I took volleyball like three times in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Home ec I was really good at, and all of my drama classes, my drama Let's teachers all keep, loved let me. Let that Zabora kid do it. Just let him do it. <laughs> he's gonna be here an extra year anyways. He's got extra time. <laughs> Just if he if he still shows up, let him have fun. Beautiful, beautiful. I like it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I just took drama for everything, and yeah. it was one of the things that me and uh, uh, Jim were big famous for. Was the yeah. um, well, he did. We had this variety show thing that we did, and I'm sure my parents have it on tape somewhere, which I will have to garner it and I have my dad put it all on because my dad now has a computer that can do video, so yeah. I'll have to have him do it. Yeah, but uh, we did this variety show where we just took stuff from movies that we loved. Me and Jim mostly. And we took, uh, um, uh, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I work all night and I sleep all day. That's awesome. We, took, we did that. He did that, I should say. And then we all, he and I together did My Little Buttercup. That's the sweetest <laughs> smile. If anyone's seen The Three Amigos. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen The Three Amigos, go fucking watch it. It's genius. <laughs> I don't know if they get The Three so. Amigos down under. Down under. Down under. I, I know. I wanted to bring up Mr. You, uh, Paul Lynch. Did you find that you tended to relate to the teachers who that everybody else thought was weird? Yeah, I always related so to them I. more than more than anyone else. Like our yeah. uh, uh, one of our, uh, what do you call that? Uh, English teachers. I don't know why they call it English here. It's literature. Really, is supposed to be what it is. Yeah. But he would. He made it, of course fun of my name. He's like he did that and he would do this weird thing he was like hey kids want to see a trick and he would put a piece of paper on his chest and walk really fast so it stayed there <laughs> you know? just the weirdest shit interesting there was there was one story I don't remember what the hell who he had he has one of the jocks yeah like what, what what's what are the verbs in this sentence twist and shout <laughs> and the kid just went uh, oh god please tell me he's uh, 
He probably could. He, he got a thirty three point three percent chance. That's <laughs> well, he didn't say that, but it would have been funny. Uh, you know, he just kid could not get it. He was uh, he wasn't used to having pressure on him. Uh, <laughs> football. You no, know, he didn't say that. Ding but, ding ding. Correct. No, he he kind of put the kid in his place. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What are you gonna do? It was high school. It's a piece of shit. High school was terrible, but yeah. we had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. It's funny. I always, I always tended to like the teachers that everybody else didn't like. Yeah, and uh, I don't. Oh, actually, absolutely. And I, I don't. I don't know why it was. I had a the the best example of that was a teacher that I had in grade school actually, who was. Um, I actually cried when I found out I had him because everybody said he was so mean. It, you know, it's just the, that was that was his image. He was a total asshole, and he looked it too. You look at the guy right away, and you think, "Wow, he's just a he's just an asshole with feet." That's all he is, <laughs> and. I got into his class, and he thought the world of me. He thought I was, like, the greatest thing ever, and that was, like, the best year I ever had. Well, you know and what, sir? He was right. Well, no, mm-hmm. I discovered if you're an... He was it, your dad? If you're an... <laughs> <laughs> my real dad! <laughs> no, I discovered if... Uh, this was my first, uh, like, the first time in life where I where I made this... Where I noticed this. I made this observation in life, because I've seen this before. He, isn't, he was an asshole... To crappy students or people who came to class with the wrong attitude, he would t- you, he would be he would turn into the biggest asshole. And I was like, through the, as the year progressed, I go, oh, that's why he, everybody <laughs> thinks that. And I show up in class and I'm like, you know what I was in fifth grade, which was like, Mister, you know, I'm I'm here ready to learn. I'm just like, uh, I think the world's <laughs> great. Kid. Yeah, I was, and yes. uh, he loved that man. He thought he thought I was the greatest Bees thing knees. ever. Yeah, I know it was it was funny, but um, the catch meow. How did yeah, you and so everybody, everybody in school was mystified because I would always go, "No, he's the most awesome teacher ever. He's great," and people were like, "No, he's such an asshole. What are you talking about?" Nice. <laughs> and that's how you separated your friends, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't like you. I can't like you. Oh, you get along with him? Me and you are friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's no, go you study know together, <laughs> in, especially in fifth grade. Yeah. It was it was anybody that had the calculator watch. Remember the calculator watch? The watches? calculator watch. <laughs> Boom, that was his friend. <laughs> He had one too. Yeah. I I wish I had one. <laughs> I used to follow people around. I did can have I one. Your, so can I use your calculator? I was still a crappy student, but I got it because I was like, <laughs> oh, I really want one of those, Mom and Dad. <laughs> did those work? That then that never worked. <laughs> oh yeah, that totally worked. What did? did it, it worked for like a year, maybe. Cheating under the <laughs> desk. With yeah, your, was your calculator watch? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, the teacher knew it. She, she was just going to pass you anyway. She's like, this How is a sad sack. Did you guys do any cheating true. in high school on tests and things like that? How did you do it? I'll uh, tell you how I did it in a minute, because mine was ridiculous. Um, I think back okay. on it now and did, think... Did you, I've got no cheating. I never had to cheat. I was yeah. a student. Yeah? It's it's not... The, 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 the tests in special ed are not difficult. <laughs> I mean, you show up, cat, dog. That was pretty much it. Yeah, for I me laugh. Too. I'm not laughing at the fact that that was apparently what happened to you. I laugh because I can't. I, I just don't believe that. I think you're joking every time you say that. Okay, I must admit. <laughs> I must admit. Um, I didn't really do any major cheating. Yeah. That I remember doing. Yeah. I remember doing shit to other people that, that annoyed them. Yeah. Be like, turn around. Do that. I was done with my test, but I'd do that to the kid who hated that. You know, <laughs> Swampman, what are you doing? I'm done. <laughs> oh, by the way, the guy behind me is cheating. No, I he would, looked at my answers. I would never do that. Look at his answers; they're exactly the same as mine. I would never do that to another stu- to a, a, an awesome student. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I, uh, 
uh, I, <laughs> friend of mine, I don't know if you guys have met him. I'm sure you met him like once or twice throughout the years. A uh, guy named Keone. Keone. Yeah. Um, he and I had art class together. But he was the TA of the art class, the teacher's assistant. Oh, I thought you were going to say the How tits and ass. cheat in art class? That's pretty subjective. <laughs> I, I know. That was the funny thing. I didn't really need to cheat. I was still getting like a B plus or like an A minus. But he like, he would change it to like the plus or, you know, whatever <laughs> when he could. So I think he got caught and kicked out. But yeah. it, was, it was still kind of funny. So he's the tits and ass of the art class. Keone's all the t- always the, the tits and ass. <laughs> The TA, not the TA. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, my method of cheating involved when I when I used to play D and D with my friends. I wanted to. You don't I, cheat at D and D, man. I do cheat at D and D, man. An don't you, I, that's why you rule. never see my dice rolls. You cheat really <laughs> poorly. Really You're really crappy at cheating. <laughs> I rolled a one, but I'm going to say three. Your, your character's been revamped more often than freaking, I don't know, Cher. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's too much. <laughs> Slow down. Um, my, I, used to, I invented Sorry, an entire geez. alphabet. I invented an entire alphabet for D and D, where when I when I would have to have a message for the players, it was very Tolkien looking. You know, had a, it looked yeah. like something, but it was just basically a replacement for every letter of the English alphabet. So I would write yeah. messages in that, and I would say, "Here's what you see written oh, yeah. on the wall." We all just did to that. add sort of a little we little. Totally all did that. Yeah, except I had it memorized, and I could write and read it really well. So what I would do is I would take my folder, you know, because you have to put all your books and stuff on the floor. Yeah. So for and in fact I did it in that history class I was just talking about with the guy with the uh, who uh, mysteriously all the football players would pass you know do great I would actually take a folder and I would write in that language all kinds of notes all sorts of cheat notes and things that I needed to know what for a the nerd test. and I would set it on the ground and then I would be taking the test and I would just kind of lean back and look at the floor and I could read my own language my own foreign writing yeah and I'd be like oh there that's where that's what that was I stole someone else's but I did I never used it for cheating I used it yeah. for D&D a lot though. yeah I, and I used it for my own notes like DM notes or whatever mm to write stuff. Oh, down. to stop. Oh, that's yeah. I never thought of doing that. Yeah. So you can have it out it. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Unless I never they had about the, doing the cipher or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I had one guy in my group who would That's do how it. geeky we are. <laughs> we are uber geeky. You are, you know. That's you you guys are the reason why I never thought I was a nerd. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So the beer that we're drinking the un- is the uncommon common. It's the uncommon common. Wonder California. Brewing. It's the uncommon California common. Ale. I'm okay with it. I don't think it's great. It's a wonderfully drinkable beer. You go out there, sit in the sun, yeah, have some wonderful <clears throat> horde of ores or something. I don't <laughs> fucking care. Horde of ears. Did you see it's that with Jeff Ramsey and, and that's the Swedish, and Swedish chef? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you need to be hot and dehydrated, and then this is a fantastic beer. No, you just need to be warm and, and, and relaxed. Just, yeah, no. smoking nice. a joint, God, getting a BJ. Nice. I wish I, oh, in the sun. <laughs> you just describe <laughs> heaven to me. Yeah? yeah, yeah. I thought I was describing your last weekend, but apparently not. <laughs> no, no. That's somewhere where I have to die to get to. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I, you know, there are places, or in Mexico, just, or simply have enough money. <laughs> there are places in Mexico where you could make that happen. You could have a beer. The sun and a blowjob all at once. <laughs> yes, but the beer wouldn't be this good. The beer would not be this good. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to 
import Wait a minute. fucking beer. There's a blowjob involved in this. We're worried about the beer. <laughs> we are a beer plus three. I'm okay. sorry. Blowjobs are easy to get anywhere on the planet. We really need you to You have enough money, and trust me, it doesn't involve much money. Okay. It's like 25 30 40 bucks. Yeah. You can get a BJ. But good beer is only found a few. It's like can you it's get like a quality psilocybin BJ? mushrooms? There's yeah. only a few places on the planet it grows. Yeah. This happens to be one of them. Yeah, but can you get a quality BJ for forty dollars? Yeah. Oh, for forty bucks? Yeah, you better be getting quality. <laughs> Otherwise, she's getting docs some pay, or he, whatever. He, she, I could care less. I would think for forty, it'd probably have to be he. I don't, you know, I don't know. Forty. <laughs> yeah. I don't see. It seems like you know it's not very much money. Is it a blowjob really only costs forty bucks? Do they sell them for forty? Because I, no I ask every time I see a hooker, I'm like, how much for shit? Because <laughs> <laughs> I I want to know what the market value is on this shit, man. Does she have a menu? <laughs> pulls out like no. She would tell it to you. We have a lunch special. <laughs> Well, he, is it happy hour? <laughs> he needs to know the market value so that when he's telling everybody, you know, hey, look, you could have paid mm-hmm. 40 bucks for what you just got for free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, cha-ching in the bank. He's wiping his mouth. <laughs> exactly. See, like a financial advisor, kind of, you know? You're he's, no, he's trying just, to help he people. He just wants to make sure everybody knows they're getting a bargain. $1, $2, <laughs> $3. You want some ball play? Might be a little extra. <laughs> You gotta leave a tip. <laughs> oh no! Just the, the tip. tips usually are right about here. <laughs> I point to the back of my throat. So yeah, so the wonder uncommon common is just sort of uh, sort of common. common. <laughs> <laughs> Not so uncommon. Oh fuck you guys! That's awesome. That's I'm glad awesome. we revisited because you know I, I kind of remembered having the same kind of feelings about it the first time I had it. And no, it's it's I, not the most remarkable beer, but. If you had any other common California ale, mm-hmm. this is this is the king of those ales. Yeah, this is the tip top. I apologize for the smell from my feet. I don't, I, that's I can, been a long I can fucking handle it. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you know what this beer needs is a taco. It would be good with a taco. <laughs> you know what goes with the taco? <laughs> fucking everything because yeah. tacos are fucking. I'm picturing a taco just kind of sitting in the glass like a lemon <laughs> wedge. <laughs> Here's your beer with a taco. (laughs) Yeah, that would that would actually I I could see that taco. But you're right, tacos go with pretty much everything, as they should. Mm -hmm. As they should. Should we get to a topic? Because I think we all watched American Juggalo. Why not American Juggalo? So we've heard kind of your thoughts. I mean, do you have any other? uh, uh, Now that you've you've seen a little bit of their uh, commercial, yeah, I'm just glad you guys have seen it now. Um, I. I, I, I guess I sort of assumed it was one of those things that everybody had seen on the internet. Um, maybe not. Maybe it's not as as widely viewed as I thought. But um, I had heard of it, but I didn't. Yeah. So what did you guys think? What was your overall reaction after watching it? It's a 25-minute long documentary, so it wasn't not as even that. short. It's like 23.2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really but I was, short. when I was describing to you guys, I was saying it was like around 12 or 15 minutes, yeah. but it was a little bit longer, I guess. Yeah, it was like 20 minutes. I think you said 20 minutes. Yeah, I had heard about it a few years ago. I think Malcolm Ingram, when he used to do a podcast, yeah. uh, had talked about it at great lengths, probably for more than 25 minutes, about yeah. how inspiring it was. Inspiring? Inspiring. Interesting. You know, he's a bit of a filmmaker himself, a documentarian. Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah. So, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. What has Michael Ingram done? 
as far as I, I, the, I generally steer clear. The of, girl who was sitting in the car who was fucked up on E and vodka, she was really inspiring yeah. to me. Oh, she was awesome. I, that's, I what I thought, that girl. that's what I thought you meant. I thought yeah. I didn't know what you meant in filmmaker terms. Yeah, but, no, yeah. Malcolm Ingram yeah. uh, has done uh, Small Town Gay Bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I haven't said, seen that. Buddy with Kevin Smith. So, uh-huh. okay. Oh, he, that's where I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah. He was my gay avatar for a number of years while he was running his podcast, and I kind of had my foothold into that community with all of his mm-hmm. stories and everything else. Oh, yeah. He's out huh. of Vancouver, isn't he? Uh, 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 Quebec, I think, or Edmonton. Quebec? Or Edmonton. Oh, okay. One of the two. Good, good guy, yeah. Good guy. I knew he was Canadian. I just Sad that he's not doing a podcast. Anymore, and I, every now and then I'll tweet out to him, go, "Hey, let's get it back together again," because you know I miss it. But he's uh, not part of the whole the whole Kevin Smith podcast. No, nah, he hasn't. No, what you need to text uh, text <laughs> smext uh, twit whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, you need to get a hold of him and tell him if you ever make it out to Vancouver, right? Let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll get you on the podcast. Yeah, get, get, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would that'd be very cool. You know, you are the connection. Well, uh, we'll talk about this. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I will. Yeah. I will uh, fawn all over both of you later. So. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll cup the nuts while I'm sucking because uh, that might take that to get them on the podcast. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I will cup the nuts. All right. I will. I will do more than that. That'll be fine. So, anyways, he had. Been, he likes bears. So, right. This that, guy's that's in. Your, that's right. <laughs> that's both of you. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't think I, he's that. I think hairy, he's. He? <laughs> I think I, I think I out hair him. Yeah, probably about three or four feet. I think Rick's got a little square feet. I think is. Rick's got a little bear in him. He's well, I can see by the little bit of chest hair. I mean, some people thought it was his, a shadow, uh, but most of us know that it's, there's just a little bear in him behind him. Well, you want to take a little side trip here? You know, my my original last name was Carhu, right? That was the Finnish name before I okay. took Deanne's last name. That's Finnish for bear. Oh, is it? <laughs> and my original first name was Arthur. Which comes from the root for like the arc, the same root as uh, Arcturus, which is bear, polar bear. Yeah, so I basically had Arthur Carhu, which was bear, bear. bear the bear. two words came from the same source, and when I started researching, I did I did that out of uh, curiosity. Fuzzy wuzzy wasn't fuzzy wuzzy. Yeah, <laughs> but I started researching those out of curiosity, and I was like, I find out both the last name, the Finnish last name, and the first name that I had been given actually came back from the same source. Ah. They just came from different, and if you look at each of the names, they have the same letters, A-R-H-U, in them, mm-hmm. but they just evolved in, along different paths, huh. and so they became different. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, holy shit. Oh, language is awesome. I basically got the same word for my first and last name, They yeah. just from different cultures, and they evolved off into different directions. Yeah. So, Or he could be the <clears throat> bear... Yeah, I know, and now that's come up, and I'm like, okay, now, yeah. That was my okay, joke that, about that fuzzy, wuzzy, yeah. wasn't fuzzy, yeah. wuzzy, yeah. yeah. But, but he no he's he's got so he's I've got more uh, the native in him than he does anything else. So. <laughs> I can't so, anyway. I, we can go back to the American Juggalo. Uh, American, anyway, yeah, yeah, American Juggalo. Give us your your th- American Juggalo was lit really well. <laughs> lit really well. It was lit really well. Like all of the scenes, I was watching it. And it was like, man, this guy's really using the the available lighting to kind of create. Oh, 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 I thought you were joking, but yeah, you're right. He no, does. It, he puts it, it to good use. It was lit very well for. Something I have a feeling that was... he had. Tons of fucking footage. Yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah. he was there for a day or two at yeah. least. Did you guys uh, seek out the the outtakes? No, I haven't it's seen it. Every bit as good as the as really? the actual thing. Yeah. Oh, now in you fact, tell I me. Just, when I watch it, I think, why did you leave this stuff out? It was. It's awesome. It's great. It's podcast gold. In fact, some of it is really 
like jaw dropping. Like there's a few things you're like, oh, what the fuck is that? It's like I can't even believe you wouldn't look at that and think that has to be in the documentary. That has to be in the main. Well, I think film. I think he had to cut it down and yeah. try to get the gist of of gigoloism. I don't, yeah, <laughs> or juggaloism, not gigolo. That's completely <laughs> different ism. <laughs> Um, but uh, not in all instances, not not, not not every time. Yeah, that's true. Um, but <laughs> no, I think he had to cut it down and kind of uh, go for the throat of yeah. of what he he not he because I really one of the things I really liked about this and I watched his other documentary. I started watching it. It's like an hour long. I watched about twenty minutes of it. Yeah. Was Florida Man? Huh. He has another documentary called Florida Man, and those guys make the juggalos. Look like valedictorians. Florida man. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So check that out. I didn't watch the whole thing. Like I said, I was at work and I was very busy this week, so I didn't really get to watch a lot of it. But yeah. So well, as far as a documentary, a document, a, doc, a documentary. I don't even have the right words. We documentary. Drank, a documentary. Fuck, there we are drinking too Tree. much already. You're, you're adding a <laughs> syllable. You're adding a syllable, sir. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty buzzed. I'm yeah, I am too. Cin- cinematic. Really? You just got here. I know. <laughs> it's because of you guys. You I guys love always it. I know. Me. Well, we had an hour and a half to warm up before you got here. Of course, oh, I wasn't buzzed before he shows up. So. <laughs> he just makes me giddy that way. Um as far as a film goes, I thought it was I thought it was a great film. But you know, uh, as far if you, you want to take a talk about the people in it, yeah. just sad man because none of yeah. them looked happy or loved. I mean, you, you never. You, but you know, maybe that was just from editing because I'd like to see some of the outtakes and see that you know he just picked the saddest of the saddest to show. It's it's pretty much more of the same because all they really need is like a good hug and some love because obviously none of them got papas or mamas or, or something uh, because. Yeah. People who got papas and mamas that love them don't grow up to be like that. That's why I was trying to use the word they loser. They grow up to be cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to use the word loser last time in a, a sort of a non-insulting, non-judgmental kind of way. But, Which did that's not what work, I meant. by the way. I listened well, no. to that podcast twice. I know. I've listened to it also. But I it just there's no better word for it. And, I, and I'm not... When I, I use that word, I yeah. mean that from the sense it. of society thinks of them as losers. Not I'm not making that judgment on them. But... Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's exactly right. It sounds like all Talk of them about had deflection. like shitty upbringings and had shitty lives and have had shitty jobs if they even have one. And you know, it's just it's weird. It's what yeah, it's, it's like the car wreck thing that I said last well, time. I'm, it's like a, it's like watching a car wreck. As somebody who's been to PAX a few times, and I know Jeff's been there as well, uh, it's it's kind of the same thing in a polar universe. In that it's all of these people who are feel it's the polar opposite of well, that, you, they, you know, when you're these are a lot of smart, intelligent, lovely kids or adults or even grandmothers with their grandsons, stuff like that. But completely different. I mean, I think you know when you're there, right? You you feel the same sense of family and community when you're with these people. But everybody there is smiling and having a good time, and and there's you know mm-hmm. those guys are at like supposedly it costs a lot of money. We've seen the ticket prices you showed. I know the we'll, advertising. We'll get, we'll get to that. Let me <laughs> let me cover that. It, I want to see what this guy. It says. costs it costs a lot, and a lot of people. Oh, I drove twenty four hours to get there, which is a lot of fucking miles. And you get there, and that's yeah. the happiest you are. There's no, you're not even smiling. Do you hate your life that much that the best fucking point of your year is being here, yeah. and you're not happy at all? Yeah. What the fuck are you like in day to day life? The the couple that really freaked me out a little bit was the couple that was talking about. You know, they were talking about how they traveled so far to get there, and they'd been there so many days, and then they mentioned that they had kids back home, and like, 
Oh God, I hope you made arrangements for them. I hope you didn't just leave. I'm like mom and dad, we're going for a week. <laughs> we'll be back. I hope yeah, they got themselves. a four and a what eleven year old or something or seven year old. Did they like say that? in the? I don't yeah, remember she, specifically. She and that guy said uh, yeah. that they had some kids and yeah. or, no, she said, yeah, I got some kids, and he was like, yeah, we got our kids. <laughs> so obviously not the father of these children. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, well, I'll get into my. You go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, I mean that, that. That pretty much sums it up for me. I just I felt sad for them because none of them looked all that happy when I compare them to like the, the the scene at PAX, which you know I think somebody needs to go in and make you know a, a yeah. film. Maybe that's us. Could be, and and just look at the difference between. I mean, the 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 nerdy kids. You, you never get the sense that anybody's lacking in their home life. There. I mean, as anti-social as they are, we all have our fucking nerd problems or whatever. Yes, but I but everybody that, looks happy and sunshiny. The and difference smiling. with packs is yes, you yeah. can tell those people yeah. may be anti-social outside <laughs> of packs, but in packs, I talk to everybody. Yeah. From the autistic kid to the 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 kid in cosplay, the, the girl in cosplay that's mostly naked. I mean, I talked to all of them, and they were all wonderful people. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I did, so I mean, yeah. I didn't get that sense from the gathering of the juggalos. I, you know, I don't know if I'd have fun there. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, you would. Well, they they kept they, they talk a lot about in in that thing about it. You know, the the family and accepting each other for what you are, whatever you are, which is kind of cool. But then you do get a few people in there, like the, there was one guy complaining about, oh, previous years has been a lot more hardcore, now it's going all hippie. No, that wasn't in the doc. Wasn't in the doc? No. That was in the outtakes. Oh, that must be in the outtakes. Yeah, you get a guy who's, oh, he should have put that, see, that's what, those kind of things, you, it gives you a lot to think about. There's a guy in the outtakes complaining about that. He's, he's going, oh, it's all so hippie now. It's like everybody's all this peace and love crap. He goes, it used to be hardcore, you used to be, see people getting beat up, and you know, it's like, Okay, well, what exactly are you coming here for anyway? You want to and you see keep coming back to that violence and mayhem? Really? That that's what you want to see? Okay, I guess I don't know. Some people just want to see the world burn. Yeah. Well, in the documentary itself, they did have the guy who was like lighting off the firecracker. Fire, well, not firecracker. Oh, that's like bombs. Yeah, <laughs> that was like an M ninety man. He just went <laughs> boom. That yeah, those go off. I remember getting those when I was a kid. And that documentary seems to be a good example of female nudity that has absolutely no effect. On you didn't get a thrill out of that? No. There was a couple of girls that were very cute and very pretty, and they were very young. Um, Until they but, started speaking, and then their, their fucking yeah. English skills were like made my weird. Stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah. Your voice is right at that frequency Bing. that kills boners, yeah. I think. Your intelligence levels right at that fucking frequency. But you know what? It's right at the perfect level for stripper. (laughs) I'm a terrible person. Stop me. So what did you think of that? What did I think? Um, I love these people, to be honest with you. I I like them. To be honest with you, I was there when I was like 20, 22. Um, Yeah. I remember going uh, back when I was, God, I must have been 21, 22. I went to a Grateful Dead concert. Exact same fucking people. Exactly the same fucking people. Yeah? Grateful Dead. Exactly the same fucking people. Just as sad? (laughs) You you can call them sad, but um, these are the forgotten. I mean, these Mm. are uh, probably... Hmm. Uh, There's a lot of runaways. There's Mm. a lot of people that have been dejected by their parents, by their family, by their church, by by society in a way. And and at least they found a place to, to be... 
themselves, but also be at least half decent human beings. It could be at a fucking uh, rally of skinheads. It could be at a uh, uh, um, kill all fags rally. I mean, it could be at places like this. Instead, yeah. at least they're going there, getting high, and and attempting to lick more tits than anyone else. I, it, it, you know what? I'd rather have the gathering of the juggalos. At least what's represented in this. Uh, documentary yeah. then I would rather the 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 alternative for a lot of these people that's true and, and yeah. I don't find them bad I mean uh, yeah are they people we're going to make fun of yeah they're they're tattooed misdirected no kind of direction in their life yeah um, I've been there most of my life until recently so I can't fault them exactly for that either hmm. bad or sad though I mean I, I never thought that they were bad necessarily just sad and, and I don't think they're necessarily sad either sad to me would be the guy that joins the uh, the, the white supremacists or the you know the ultra Christian let's hate gays or or any of that. Well, not not sad as a judgment, but sad as a person. Like none of them were smiling. I mean, it, no, I think most of them were smiling. Most of them were fucking. Yeah, high. I don't know. I kind of side with Mike though. I, I think that a lot of them were like. I don't know. If sad. Say, I don't know if sad is exactly the right word, but that's probably as close as you can get without inventing, without coining a new term for it. I think inside, internally, they're not necessarily very happy people and they seem to be posing like are is anybody inside necessarily perfectly oh, happy God. fucking people i mean <laughs> seriously okay now for the next five minutes on the podcast we're just gonna have silence and we want you to think about that <laughs> <laughs> you're a dick starting now you're a giant <laughs> penis sir well i'm no, sorry I, but i, I it, it's not necessarily something that i think is is negative sad or terrible yeah. are, are these people damaged Perhaps, uh, like the girl. I think my, my favorite one was the girl that was like, <laughs> "I'm not high. I'm just I'm just high on life." <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, what the fuck happened to you, lady?" Head trauma. <laughs> but no, no, that was not head trauma. She fell off. the Oh big wait, boy you toys. mean head trauma, as in not very good. Somebody else's head. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm sorry. I I didn't find anything wrong. I, I've seen. I've been in groups yeah. all over the place. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, these people are just people, and I'm glad they found uh, their quote unquote family. I'm I'm glad they found that yeah. in something that is at least, while it may not be completely positive, at least it's not. Completely negative. At least, yeah. you know they're not looking up to people like Hitler and Himmler, and and uh, what's the assholes in that Southern Baptist church that go to all oh, the, the soldiers' funerals? Yeah, yeah, the Westboro, Westboro assholes. Um, they're they're not part of that. They're not young Republicans. They're just fucking yeah lost souls who are trying to get together and have a good time together. Yeah, and the bravado of the band is obviously reflected in their. In their uh, followers, yeah. Well, it probably gives them a sense of confidence. That bravado, that that absolutely. M- well, come on, look at the guys with the big trucks and the right. cowboy hats right. <laughs> and the gun racks in their BMWs. I mean, come on, these people are dude bros, and they have the confidence to put fireworks on their crotch and shoot them off on on the internet. I don't you know, know if what? anybody's seen that. I saw that this week. It was yeah. fucking ridiculously hilarious. One of, the, one of the things I'll say about that about that documentary is that it exposed me to the fact that there is a massive uh, holy amount. fuck you 
It's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the the a degree of diversity, and I don't mean that like in the racial diversity sense, but I mean in the just in the weird. Uh, it's like you had everybody from just about every group represented. You know, like there was the one guy toward the beginning of the documentary that was almost funny to listen to, who sounded like he was incredibly well read, and he spoke. Yeah. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? He, you know, he's like. You know, he was kind of almost like a philosopher when he when he talked about it. And then you have people who were just, you know, from it was weird. It was like this this wide cross section of people at this thing. And I've actually uh, of all the concerts I went to, I've always said that the weirdest one I ever went to was the Yes concert. Was as bizarre yes as that sounds, awesome. because they had young people, old people, people in suits and ties watching. They had hippies. They had it was just the weirdest collection of people awesome. I have ever seen together in one place. And it was like, what the? F- this is bizarre, man. And this one thing brings them. And together. you had yeah, you That's had awesome. the you had nerds. You Why had did you pour me so fucking. Um, Pour the same for us too. <laughs> but that's that struck me about about the about the documentary is that that there seemed to be that much diversity and you just mentioned the guys with the cowboy hats and the truck there was a guy in there a couple guys in there who were like that it was like jesus christ man it's like i've never seen you know it's weird to think that insane clown posse and yes have that in common that they can draw this weirdly diverse group of people to Mm -hmm. them you know and you even have like kids and their you know their parents bringing them which absolutely you know it's just it's kind of interesting i mean that's I can't say I'm a fan of them, and I probably what, yes or the insane clown posse. The insane clown posse. I'm not That's necessarily a fan. I've, I've listened to uh, several uh, uh, insane clown posse, and no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not necessarily a fan. They're just a lot of white noise. Yeah, is really all they are to me. But maybe that's because I'm old. Maybe that's because I just don't like that style of music. I don't know. But I just I feel like an idiot when I I've listened to a few of their tracks too, and it's just like I feel like an idiot because I'm listening to the words. I'm like, oh my god, what? Well, the, what the, the fuck is this? You guys brought up a couple things: the Yes concert, and then the Grateful Dead show, and then the ICP, and then the one underlying current I see between all of those and the great diversity of people is this uh, self-medication culture where everybody seems to just be out of it with self-medication. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I would say that. Is that what brings say, everybody together? No, what brings everybody <laughs> together is the music and the and the the, the people playing the music. And the what dr- brings everybody together? Um, drug culture aside, uh, drug culture is everywhere. It really doesn't matter. You could be a supermodel and be in the drug culture. Well, no, it's you not. Can, it's you, not because when you go to packs, you and I might have be carrying a flask around and drinking, but you and I are kind of fucked up people in that crowd. Most <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't think so. I think there's a large swath of people at fucking PAX, high as fuck. But it's not the really same. at it, PAX. Oh please, most yeah. of those people are outside smoking weed. They're, 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 <laughs> it, it's here and there, but it's not the same culture, right? I mean, I don't, okay, the, the right. sense I get Hold from on. like a Grateful Dead show, you know, you've always heard the stories of they're passing out the balloons, mm-hmm. and it, you, everybody knows you go there to get fucking high, right? And it's the same yeah. thing with the ICP, okay, and yeah, probably but, a Yes concert as well. But you don't ever talk about, you never hear anybody talk about going to PAX and getting high. People might do it, but that's not part of the scene. Yeah, but the, the uh, partying yeah. is part of the scene. And that, that's one thing that is part of the scene. But these are two different uh, these these are two different genres, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about a music festival and a tech festival. These these are two different. Com- this is a big music component to PAX. I mean, you and I might not partake in it, but there's a huge music yeah, component there to is. it. Um, but that is, I would say, one fifth 
of it. Yeah. yeah. And when you go to a music festival, that's the majority of it. Now, not from the looks of that American Juggalo. I mean, those guys didn't seem to be enjoying yeah, any are, music. Are, really, you're going to walk into a, a loud-ass concert with a camera and try to interview mm-hmm. people? Yeah, very good point. No, good you're point. not. Good point. To. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think there is bad or losers or things that people are talking about. Now, how much do you think it would cost to go to uh, the Gathering of the Juggalos? How much do I think it would cost to go to the Gathering of the Juggalos? So it's like a big carnival type environment. It's like five days long. It's a carnival yeah. environment. So it's not, so it's not just a concert. Band. So we should, we should clarify that it's not just a, like a one-day concert or one-day one thing like most shows. Um, it's a weekend or a week? They have a... Uh, is it a, like a five, like it's Monday it's through Friday? It's four or five days long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they have a carnival. I think it's over a weekend. They have a carnival. They've got alternate stages set up for other events going on. Like uh, in the, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys caught it in the documentary. There yeah. was a, there was a fuck off. Oh, I didn't people, hear the fuck people, off. We people, did hear the squirt thing. They, people were having sex on stage, basically, for, for the enjoyment of other people in the audience. I have sex so. on stage for the enjoyment of myself. <laughs> other people can watch. It's only for me. Okay. As it should be. Yeah. But uh, when you so, perform, that performance should be for you. Yeah. I'm gonna say for a five day or for the full pass for all the days, um probably I'm gonna come in way under this, I'm sure. Um probably I'm gonna say around two hundred and fifty bucks. Is that well, all actually, in- you're you're uh, just about in the center. Mm-hmm. Um wow. it actually got the base price is a hundred dollars. Yeah. And it, um the uh-huh. max is four hundred. A hundred dollars for what? Uh, is that apparently like a, that's hole? just to show up and just be to there. Get in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and it's 150 for like special privileges, whatever the fuck that means. All all inclusive, probably. And then 160 for trailer passes, and then the uh, <laughs> the super passes. duper pass is 400 dollars, and then everything else is like 200 and up. Holy fuck! So these people are not like you know, they just don't all have jobs. They're all just a bunch of homeless. No, these yeah. people have to fucking find some money. Somebody, somewhere. yeah, they got some money somewhere. Um, yeah, they got money coming from somewhere. So and it's tens of thousands of people at this thing. Mobile meth labs. Wow. wow. And I bet the major chunk of this goes to Insane Clown Posse. I bet you. I mean, I just gained a little bit of respect for these guys. I mean, they're fucking they're brilliant business people, basically. It's they're like raking Guar, it but in. More brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Guar raking was it in. Fucking awesome. Yeah, but. Wow, I'm not sure if we can. So, uh, 100, I think 400. You me on this. I bet 100 is just general admission into the whole event, and then above yeah. that gets you into some of the shows that are. It's going like Kool Aid without the sugar. Yeah. And, and no, and I believe that's probably what it is. But I don't know. Wow. But I'm sorry. As far as as, as losers are concerned, I mean, there's layers of society, and yeah. there's layers of society that would consider all of us losers. Well, what is it with gaming culture? Because I'm I'm starting to have a negative aspect towards the gaming culture. Because you know, what do you mean? I've got a couple gamers in my house today that were giving. Oh, it's asshole kid time. <laughs> I've got a couple gamers in, that that live with me, and uh, you know, for the majority of the time, I think they're great people. But uh, you know, from time to time, when they're given the responsibility to get something done. Mm-hmm. And they're giving ample amount of time to do it, yet you show up and it's not been done. Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> it really makes me think a lot less of gamers, but, you know, maybe I can't blame gamers because, you know, maybe no, it's not it'd the game. it would be like that if they were into coloring or whatever the fuck else people could be into. 
Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is we did an experiment earlier this week. I started, yeah, my daughter had told me about one of her last homework assignments was they were to make a bucket list for the summer. And I thought, well, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. A uh, bucket list for the summer. So I said, let's... let's did she plan on dying at the end of the summer? <laughs> well, <laughs> we had this conversation no. and I said, well, let's talk about your bucket list not actually being How about a, a to-do list? list? Can we call it that? Because a bucket list is, first of all, stupid and retarded. A to-do list is perfect. Well, I mean, this did come from a teacher, so stupid and retarded is, you know, well represented here. I think I think we can all agree, though, the intent behind this was actually really I, it was a good idea. It, it was, I like the intent. idea myself. Uh, I, I like the idea so they much. They try to be hip and cool, yeah. when it's just no. Children, I want you to think about when you're going to die. <laughs> And that would have been a great assignment. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Can you imagine how many parents would freak out if? Oh, I would love it. Nikita, I think I would think? actually think that I would. I would actually. My initial reaction to something like that might be, "Holy no shit!" But um, shit. but um, I think I would actually. I could respect a teacher who actually had the guts to to send home an assignment like that. Think about how you might die. <laughs> As long as we're keeping it on a philosophical level and not, you know, talking about, oh, I might get run over. And- well, you know, parents might be sensitive about, you know, having their kids think about when they die. So Why? May- maybe, uh, maybe because it's it- our culture to think that I way. No, but I, me personally, I think it would be kind of a cool thing to have the kid actually get an assignment that to think about something like that. You know, better, better be than that. that. Better I would write it for my daughter and do it as like some inner city kid. <laughs> I'd be shot by some <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> how about? How about? <laughs> Get, oh, you have many parent-teacher uh, conferences in your field. Given oh, where yeah, I do. I've, we've already... The, the only reason, I think... Um, one of the reasons... I'm sorry to interrupt the awesomeness that is what's going on over here yeah. with Mike. Yeah. But uh, one of the reasons why we haven't had a lot of parent-teacher conferences yeah. is because our teach, my daughter's teacher really yeah. likes Nikita because she laughs at her jokes and gets the adult humor a little bit more than the rest of the kids yeah. and makes jokes that are a little bit above the other kids' heads. Yeah. So she's like, oh, she's so funny. She's this. I laugh at her jokes even though the kids don't. Things like this, but you know, it, it, my daughter comes home and says, "You know what? Fuck is not a word to say in class." <laughs> Apparently, I can't say that word. So I was like, "Well, use another word because you can't just use one word at a time. You got to use multiple words." She's so like, oh, "That's true." So she goes on and, and goes back to school. So I mean, there's replace it with cocksucker. <laughs> Try that out. Have you tried tits? <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Let's go, go back, back to, to asshole kids. <laughs> As, going back to asshole kids, and I was going to say maybe the assignment could be let's not think about your own death. Yeah, and writing about that, but maybe the the, the death of a, a pet, a family pet. Think sure. about what happens when. Seriously, this is what they said. No, no, I didn't <laughs> think so. It's a bucket list for the summer. It's a bucket list for the summer, so they're supposed to come up with this list of twelve things or whatever they'd like to get done. And mm-hmm. I just explained to Liliana that look, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to die, so let's not. That, <laughs> really, you but, had to explain that. To no, her? no, I didn't even have to explain that much. I said, but let's I'm make. Like, she's smarter than that. What do you? Let's. Doing? Let's. Well, I'm not so sure about that. Let's. <laughs> oh my god. I, her report what? her report card shows up, man, and it's not a four; it's a fucking three nine nine. And it, you know, uh, are we using numbers fine. now? That's I mean, fine. what's what's with that? Are we using numbers now? Yeah, they use numbers now. It's yeah. a it's a different. Why don't system. they use one through ten like the rest of the world? Uh, it's just a different system now. It's uh, it indicates their level of progress instead of a. I disagree with it personally. I think it's bullshit. Just give me the A B C D F. But I, I, I agree with, with one that. through ten. I mean, well, but they, more want, like five they wanted 10. to create a new system where it was more of a we're on 
God, I even hate saying this because it sounds ridiculous. We're on kind of a journey. And, four <laughs> me- and one means we're still at the beginning of the journey and we haven't gotten too far past the starting point. And two means that we've gotten a little ways on the journey and yay. And three means we're, we're significant ways there. And four means we've completed the journey and thrown the fucking ring into, the, into Mount <laughs> Doom and gone back to wherever and blowing Frodo no, that blowing was Frodo. oh you're Samwise now <laughs> no it's like a, it's just like they they rather they would they're doing a system where they emphasize their actual progress as opposed so there's no such thing as failing there's just a we haven't made a lot of progress we're, we're not progressing and that's a one and we're appa- still at the beginning of the apparently journey. I have high expectations we're still in Rivendell <laughs> I'm like, no, you're still in the fucking Shire, Shire dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my expectation you're gonna get reaped by some fucking Sauron soon. <laughs> my expectation is that the years over, that journey should be done. There should be a four. Yeah, <laughs> not a three nine nine. Not you died before you got there. So bucket list. So I thought this was a great idea. Let's involve Oliver in this, and I want you guys to come up with. Calculate how many weeks are left of summer because I know you've already down one week. So calculate how many weeks are left of summer, and then I want two items per week that are things that you'd like to get done. Bucket list. You choose. Make them lofty, but not too lofty that they're not possible, not feasible. I go, you're not going to die, so don't shoot for things that are unfeasible. A true bucket list is about dying and spending all the money you have to accomplish one or two different things. You're not dying, and this is my fucking money, and you're not getting it. So let's come up with two things that are feasible throughout the summer. Yeah. So here we are, week one. They've both got two things on their list. It's Friday or Thursday was when I talked to them because I didn't talk to them today. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk to them today. So I talked to them last night, and I go, where are we at with the list? And him and and ha, and, and yeah, we barely... You know what? Look, I gave you the opportunity to tell me things that you wanted to do, yet the video games and your entertainment and your laziness were so important that you wouldn't even devote the energy into doing things that you chose to do. Mm-hmm. You'd rather do nothing. Yeah. So that's, that's my nag on gamers this week. <laughs> it's not just gamers. It's kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's no, it's, it's not even just kids, though. It's everybody. It's like, you know, you're self-defeating yourself. You've, you've given yourself goals to accomplish, which are for you and benefit you and something you're into because you wouldn't have put them on the list if it wasn't something you wanted oh, in your life. Mm-hmm. Yet you can't make the little bit of effort to pull yourself away from the idiot box or boxes Idiot headphones, whatever it is, whatever you're into, mm-hmm. you can't make the the effort to tear yourself away from it long enough to accomplish what it is you really want to accomplish. When you can, it's right there. All you got to do is go for your goals. Mm-hmm. So that will be the lesson during the summer. This is week one, and I think they both finally got one thing done out of the two. But uh, you know, it's a little eye opening for me to realize that they're so self defeating that they won't even make an a, an effort to accomplish goals that they've set for themselves. Yeah. Well, think- you also have to remember that the. Not that I'm making excuses for them. You're doing the right thing by pushing them to do it. But they are children, and they need to be taught and or pushed into these things. I think that's the normal state for a lot of kids. You know, I think that's just and that was the state for us too. Come on, I mean, maybe you went to class going, "I want to (laughs) learn," but most of them went to class going, "Fuck, I got school today. I just wanted to shoot my friends with a stick." You know, that, that was pretty much it. 
Yeah, but you know they're sit- they're sitting at home. At- it's summertime. They've got nothing else to do. I mean, one of the things on the list that my son kind of accomplished was he's like he's like I'd like to go out and spend thirty minutes outdoors just playing. Mm-hmm. Um, just who- a side note: the banging on the table was for Jeff Miller. <laughs> So I it was and it was a challenge to get him to go outside and play for thirty minutes, but it was something that he wanted to do. It's like mm. you know, just put whatever you're doing down. You, you can come back to Pokemon later. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing. So it, you know, it, it wasn't only that asshole. You know, for I didn't talk to the kids hardly today because while at work today, I had a wife who was very busy. She had a lot of things to accomplish. And she'd given the kids very specific things that she needed done uh, as far as, like, maybe sweep the floor a little bit, maybe wash the dishes, which, you know, you see the pile of dishes there. It's nothing. Um, and to take a shower. She shows up six hours later, and zero has been done. The kids are so enwrapped in whatever stuff they're doing, they've not even fed themselves in six hours. Hmm. So... At that point, you know, I start getting very angry text messages from, you know, their other parent telling me about... Their other parent. <laughs> telling me about their accomplishments for the day and what they've done. And at that point, the I The womb is telling the seed yeah. <laughs> what's happened <laughs> to the offspring. So if you're going to interrupt me in the middle of my day to tell me about my shithead kids or what shitheads are being at the moment, they're lovely kids. I mean, they're really great. They're, yeah. I mean, they're you know, on a scale of kids, they're tens. They're not perfect. That's fine. But wait, wait, wait. Ten's not perfect? <laughs> eleven. Eleven. Oh, eleven. It goes to eleven. Thing. When your expectations are high, it's eleven. Yeah. My, my child's only a seven. <laughs> I figure she can grow each year. I keep telling her she's not a complete human. So <laughs> You're not human yet. you got to wait a few years. We gather the Game Boys. We gather the iPods. We even go so far as to take the mouse and keyboard out of the computer. And I I'll, saw that, yeah. I'll be hanging on to those for the rest of the weekend. And then, you know, I don't know if they'll actually learn anything out of it. I don't know that that was actually the right move. I don't know how I teach them. You know, that was the whole point of having the list was to teach them well, that their goals are accomplishable and doable if they'll just do them, if they'll yeah. just put forth yeah. the effort. And I don't know if taking their shit away from them is teaching them anything See, towards my, that. My theory about that is this, is, well. is that you will really never know, but their therapist or bartender will know yes. in about 20 years. So Make it'll friend. be fine. It'll be fine. I'll want to be friends with their bartender so I can just kind of probably, figure out how, what kind of job I, I did. I think just making your, your feelings about something known is, is enough. You know, I don't know if you guys had this same reaction. When, you're, when your parents... Make their feelings known strongly enough about something when you were a kid. It really imprinted on it. Imprinted absolutely, on me, absolutely. And it would just years later, I would still be thinking. You know, it occasionally pop into my head. School. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think you know. You don't have to like see an immediate change in your kids as long as you just get that and you're into them. Start. Yeah, you won't. You won't. In fact, a lot of times you're going to see resistance just because. You know, they're kids and they get worse as it, they get older. Fuck you, Dad. That's like yeah. usually the immediate reaction, but it sticks in their head. I mean, as long as you're giving them. You're you're giving them your honest reaction to something, and and they understand it. I, you know, it's like the best you can do. And down the road, they'll get it. That's one of my biggest things with my daughter. I want her to understand. And yeah. and I know I know there's parents out there that just want an apology, and I, that's that's not good enough for me. I want I don't care about apologies. I don't care about I'm sorry. What yeah. I want is you yeah. to change. Yeah. I want you to do something different. What do you think you should have done? Yeah. This. Then why didn't you do that? I don't know. You know <laughs> that's what you get, but you're right. I yeah. think I think it what, is it is projecting 
your your opinion and and what you want from them mm-hmm. on them. With when, when, you know, and I, I never cite my dad as an example of a great parent, and and he really wasn't. But there was a. But you I were never in, a juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I came this close, man. I came this close. I think I, I think applied. He's been dressing like an IT guy since he was probably like eight or nine. Right. I, I applied to be a juggalo, and they rejected me on the basis. Of, Ooh, well, is there an application? Can I yeah. fill that out? Yeah, you have to fill it out. It's like eHarmony. <laughs> Doesn't to, believe that uh, you have me to go in. is what you should find inside a woman. You have to take a lot of E and vodka when you show up for the interview. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She was awesome. I she her. was actually pretty She's funny. She's like, I don't know, I've been in the car. She's <laughs> so fucking high. And dude, I have so been there many times. She's so high, you couldn't leave the chair you were in. Yeah, yeah. You can see it in the in the. The chair show. is like your protective <laughs> bubble, and, yeah. and people just keep walking around. You're like, yeah, yeah. But my, I was going to say though, my when I was in ninth grade, I got I got into this routine after school where I would come home. I had a TV in my room, and uh, I came home from school, and I literally had my entire day planned out from the moment I got home from school. I knew what I was watching on TV all the way through. I would have a break for dinner. And then I would continue going on. And this went on for like a good year. I would watch, you know, there were like cartoons after school. In there ninth like, grade, you cared about cartoons? I did care about cartoons in oh, ninth so grade. Did I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was Please. like the Looney Tunes and stuff was on at 3 o'clock, no, 3.30, 4 was, o'clock. Uh, um, <laughs> what were they called? The Gummy Bears. Oh, okay. But then uh, there were some comedy shows. You know they were bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yeah. They would have like comedy shows on at five o'clock, like repeats of old shows. I had such stuff. a misspent youth. Yeah, but uh, seven, seven, the seven o'clock and eight o'clock times and nine o'clock. That would be you're getting into the primetime shows, and then I would literally stay up and watch like the late shows. I would watch Benny Hill like on Channel Eleven and all these shows, and I would stay up late watching all these stupid shows. And there was after about a year of that my dad came in one day. I'll never forget this. I was sitting in my room watching this stuff. Yeah. He walks in without no with no explanation at all. Uh-huh. He unplugs the TV. He disconnects the cable. He rolls it out of the room, and I never saw the TV again. He never. He didn't say a thing. No, he didn't say anything to me, and I was pissed. I was like, "What? What did I do? What is the problem?" And I thought, "My dad's a fucking psycho," and that imprinted that left from behind for me a message about TV that has never left me. And for the, to this day, I still think of TV as a worthless waste of fucking time. You know, I mean, for the most part, there's a lot of there's some quality stuff on TV, but. That left behind. But he wasn't wrong either. No, he wasn't. That's why I'm careful to say this was like the one time my dad did something right. Um, but, you know, even though I was pissed at him, I, I think I didn't talk to him for a couple of days after that. But it was the right thing to do, and it left me with the right attitude afterward. And so, I, you know, like I said, just, you know, as long as you're making your feelings about certain things like that known to your kids, I think you're on the right path. Whether you get the immediate reaction from them you think you should be getting or whether... You see an immediate change in behavior or attitude. I don't know if that's necessarily. No, I think I think Jeff is probably right. I'm going to yeah. have to talk to their bartender or their therapist to figure out where <laughs> I went wrong. Well, where, do or your, right. where do your kids usually drink? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Speaking of drinking, where do you guys think of the Wander? It's delicious if I didn't have a fucking sour. pounder of it. <laughs> Why did you buy a whole half? Gallon I don't of this know. Stuff. I don't know. I just got whatever. This is what you buy. This okay. is what I, I almost bought. That I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to buy the new one instead. Yeah. It was nine dollars for this shit and thing. I don't know how much it was for this. Yeah, I'm sure it was it was like twelve something. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't I bad. Um, 
You know, I mean that 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 uh, that critique aside, and it's a very good. I think song. what we want to do is conti- yeah. continue continue to raspberry. encourage Rick to buy good beers, and he did. So I'm not going to mention <laughs> the fact that, and and I did pour them kind of heavy, and this would probably would have been better served in a smaller glass. But to me, it, it really takes me back to my childhood. Yeah, um, quite a bit actually, and, and you know sure. Miller, if he, I don't think he even listens to the podcast anymore, but he'll kind of know what I'm talking about because we yeah. were we were kind of ghettoized. Um, Kool Aid when when you don't have any sugar. This reminds (laughs) me of Kool Aid when there was no sugar left in the house and you just had to make the flavor packet and you just put the water. It was just tart as hell and all I can taste is the tart. I mean, I'm not getting a lot of raspberry as far. I I I hate to say Wander does any kind of wrong, so um, I'm sure this is what they were shooting for and this is what they got. But for me, it just takes me back to childhood, which is Mm -hmm. a good thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Kool Aid, raspberry Kool Aid, no sugar. Yeah. Why would I'm going to give this a four? But like I agree with Jeff, it's not something you want to suck down a huge amount of. After a while, it starts to you know it feels like somebody's dissolved a bunch of sweet tarts in in the glass for me, and that's what I'm drinking. And and, you know, I I think I made the comment on the last podcast. My feeling of this one is you don't get the tart is so heavy in this, you don't get the complexity of of the raspberry at all, or any of the yeast. All you're tasting is tart. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So it comes off as being kind of one note and kind of flat. It's very clean tasting, very clear. Yeah. Um, but it's very a one solid sour note, and yeah. that's it's, it's a little disappointing to me. Wow, uh, we're doing an all wander show, and so far they're kind of striking out a little bit. <laughs> well, we haven't moved to their latest uh, on the spot. Is it on the spot? spot. On the spot on number the spot. five. I it's think, called High Titi or something well, like that. While Mike pours that, hopefully it's to, uh, made directly from marijuana. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, I want to bring up a, an article that I found after uh, Christopher Lee's oh, please death. Do. Please do. Oh, wait, was wait. published on io9.com. Yeah. What? Uh, you brought the growler over, and I, and yeah. I hate to kind of take us back, but I want to yeah. finish the discussion about the beer. Sure. You let Deanne have uh, a, a taster of it before bringing it over. Oh, what did she think? What did she think? She hadn't. She didn't try it yet. She wanted me to pour it. She was going to wait until she had dinner ready, and then she was going to drink it with dinner. And I imagine it probably Start would texting, go well. Bitch. <laughs> I think we should call her and put her on. I think, I think we should call her and put her on the. the I don't think podcast. she would appreciate that. Um, Why not? Uh, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe I'll call her up. But um, io9.com published a, a great article. It's called 22 Incredible Facts About the Life and Career of Sir Christopher Lee, which was. Um, and I knew there was a lot more to this guy than his film career. Um, there usually is. Yeah, but in his case, a considerable a amount. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not going to try to go over all of these things because they are. there's a lot to this guy's life. He had a pretty amazing life. I mean, if he hadn't been an actor, he would have still been remarkable just for the things he did outside of Hollywood. You know, it was like yeah. the, the guy was amazing. He well, he did didn't start of, in Hollywood. He was... Yeah. He's not a Hollywood actor. He was a, a British actor. Yeah. So from old, so I'm sure yeah, he was on yeah. BBC Radio. I'm sure he did a lot of different yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's just, that was, the guy had It was well beyond. Life. His Hammer films are what I grew up on. The, yeah. the old Hammer films are just amazing What's to me. Crazy. And they, were, they always use the same five or six actors. Yeah. What's crazy is you go on IMDb and he's been in like 200-something movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. On top of all these other things he's done in mm-hmm. his life, you know, he's made 200 fucking movies. Even if they're shitty movies, it's still like a good chunk of your life to make a movie. I think, I think people know? like Christopher Lee, I think people just want to be around them. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, nah, come do this thing. Come do this thing. Come do this thing. So he was like, nah, I'll do that. But I, w- I wanted to bring up two 
actually three facts from this article that I thought were kind of amazing. Um, in the 1950s, he was engaged to this woman named Henry, Henriette von Rosen, and she was the daughter of a count. And the count apparently... Count von Rosen. Count von Rosen. He apparently nice. very highly disapproved of Christopher Lee as, as the uh, suitor for his beautiful daughter. And he hired people to look into the guy into his background. Was it nineteen fifties beautiful? No, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess he demanded that Christopher Lee get the uh, get the uh, uh, where is it the blessings of the King of Sweden. That was his demands. Him, you can marry my daughter if you get the blessings of the King of Sweden. And Christopher Lee got it. <laughs> They of course, explain. really, it just took an, an <laughs> evening with vodka and lots of nakedness. Yeah. Done. King that of Sweden, one, down. This one, just that just made me laugh out loud when I read that. I was like, holy crap, man. I want to hear the whole story. They don't give any details about it, but they just, they just tell that, oh. that part of it. Um, here's well, the, here's I like how Jeff's got his finger on the pulse of the King of Sweden. He knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, guess what? Sweden? Yeah. <laughs> lots of alcohol? Nude. <laughs> Done. <laughs> But uh, here's here's fact number fifteen. This is the one that really jumped out at me, and this is the thing that I mentioned. wait. You skipping to fifteen? Yeah, that was okay. well. I just read number fourteen, so I actually skipped. Did you want to like build some tension first? I mean, you're just going <laughs> to jump right to the heart of the matter. <laughs> I am. Yes. I'm going to go right into the one that really jumped out at me. This is something I feel like everybody should know. This should almost be common knowledge. This is so weird. Such a weird little story about him. Um, apparently, in uh, his younger days, he ran into Tolkien in a pub. By co- totally by coincidence. Apparently, Christopher Lee was a huge Tolkien fan. I guess he read Lord of the Rings every year once through his entire life. The the trilogy or just the Lord of the Rings? The well, the Lord, the of, the Lord Rings of the Rings is the trilogy. It's, it originally yeah. came out. Um, Tolkien issued it as one book to his publisher, and they went, "We can't do this because yeah. it's too fucking big." <laughs> and so they decided to come out with uh, one what, at a time. That's what all my girlfriends say too. <laughs> Your book is too big. <laughs> Your biography is entirely too large. You're going to have to take your uh, Tinder profile and kind of squeeze that down some. But anyway, apparently this this random chance encounter in a pub, and Christopher Lee completely freaked out because it was like, oh my God, this is the guy that writes the book that I read every year. And I guess he was, this was at the point in his time, point in his life where he was, he had a, you know, a few movies at that point, had done a few movies at that point, and I guess he got into a conversation with Tolkien, and Tolkien told him that he would be the perfect Gandalf. And he gave him the <laughs> blessings to be Gandalf. He said, if they ever make a movie, you should be Gandalf. He got fucked. Unfortunately, <laughs> it, was, I know. it was 50 years too late. Otherwise, he probably would have been Gandalf. But here's the thing. when uh, when If it was 20 years ago, he would have been totally Gandalf. And this is number 16 on the list, but to me, it feels like it's, it's all one. When... when Christopher Lee learned that Peter Jackson was making a movie mm-hmm. out of these out of the books. He actually took a role as a wizard in a movie called The New Adventures of Robin Hood, which was like a 1997 movie, and I guess it was just a total piece of shit. The only reason he took it was because he wanted to show, he wanted proof that he could play a very convincing wizard. And I guess he <laughs> sent this to Peter Jackson and said, I want to be considered for Gandalf. And Peter Jackson said, "Well, we already too have old. we already have the yeah. perfect Gandalf, but <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest is history." Um, I guess. One That's... little thing about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, I ended up with the uh, radio play. Yeah, from the early '80s. Oh yeah, and uh, the funny thing about that is the person who played Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, I believe was the guy that played 
Gandalf, uh, Ian McKellen, was Bilbo Baggins, I believe. Oh, no kidding. And uh, in the radio play. Yeah. And um, the guy that played Bilbo Baggins in the movies was actually another character, and I can't remember what it was, but they were both in the radio play oh, of Lord of the awesome. Rings back in the early 80s, and I have it somewhere. i got to yeah. find it. But that's very it's, cool. It's very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And it was funny to see, to listen to that like back in the 90s when I first got it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the 2000s come, and we get these movies, and boom, these two guys are two in the same movie. Guys. Yeah. And like, oh, my God, that's Ian Holm and Ian McKellen. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were the different roles <laughs> at the different times. It was awesome. That was my own, that's my own geek out. Sorry. Go on, that's, Christopher that's Lee. Great. Oh, well, that's really all I wanted to say about That's all I wanted to say about Posthumously, Christopher I, Lee. I would strongly recommend, though, looking at that list, there's like 22 facts in every single one of them. I mean, I, I just, love the I fact read, he was part of the MI6. Um, it wasn't the MI6, actually. I looked that up. I looked at the article. It was um, some other group. Uh, if you give me they a were deeper here. than the MI6. They were yeah, nobody's deeper like than the, MI6. It was, some, uh, it was some British, the SOE. That's what it was. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a, a group in, in England that was apparently like the equivalent of RCIA or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's um, a group that's just an intelligence That oversaw, kind of. instead of, like, MI6 is like our FBI. They, they yeah. overlook outside the country, yeah. and then the CIA looks internally. So. That's really weird. I guess he. I guess he saw a lot of stuff or witnessed a lot of things and knows. Oh, I'm a lot sure of he did. Especially, he especially at the time when he was a young man. That was during the McCarthy era and the in the the, the Cold War, really. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been that's the glory days of Spidem. Yeah, really. I say Spidem. I, I don't know if it's an actual. They, word. they say in the article, there's things you know. He apparently has gone on record saying he will never talk about. He's probably not allowed to. Oh, yeah, but I mean, even uh, you get more of the sense that it's just stuff he doesn't ever want to think about again, yeah. whatever it was he saw or witnessed or knew. I it, I, and I really find like. that funny about people that uh, are generally more intelligent and have seen more shit. Yeah. I say shit in the proverbial term of, of bad things. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, of all the like Vietnam veterans and the, 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 the veterans from different wars on all sides, People that really have experienced it don't really want to see it or talk about it. Like I've uh, grew up, yeah. one of my family friends, um, he was in Vietnam. I ended up inheriting his boots that he wore there because oh, okay. we were the same size shoe at the time, and and they were great boots. They were like the canvas and the whole nine. It was they were awesome. Wow. But uh, um, jungle boots, jungle boots, exactly. Hmm. But uh, um, I don't know if he wore them in Vietnam, but he had them when he was in the army. Um, but he can't watch army movies. He can't watch war movies. Wow! Just because he, he, he just—it's not that he like breaks down and cries. And, uh, no, he just like no. I just don't want to see it. I yeah. don't want to see it anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not something I I need to have in my life, and I'd rather watch something else. Yeah. You know, so I mean, in, it, it it amazes me a lot, much like Christopher Lee, that that people have seen that just simply don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I don't blame them. When I had a when I had a, a paper out as a kid, there was a there was a guy on my route that um, was friends with my parents, and they had told me for some reason, you know, right off the bat, they said, "When it comes time to collect the money from this guy, we'll do it." I was like, well, why? You remember how in the old back then, people the the carriers actually used to go door to door to collect mm-hmm. money. Yeah, that was like they were very insistent. They were like, let us go get the money from him. And I never. It was like later on, I remember asking my dad about that. I was like, what was that all about? He was like, yeah, that that guy went to Vietnam, and he was not. We didn't want to 
collect money from him. He didn't want to do that. He went all deer hunter on people. Yeah, apparently, I guess he was like borderline dangerous. Well, they say, and, they say, and a lot of people will say this, and not just people in this country, or because or, I know we're we're all about heroes and vets, and I honestly don't think they're heroes, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, um, you'll you'll hear this from a lot of of people that have been near and or involved in war. Yeah. That anybody who has lots of great war stories, they're all completely false. Yeah. Yeah, because people who have well, actually been in, in that situation don't want to talk oh, about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I remember I just uh, watched a an interview um, hmm. of this filmmaker. He's more of a journalist that went to uh, Ukraine, yeah, or someplace like it, where they were having uh, this this liberation movement, where uh, this woman was the best sniper in the unit. And then her boyfriend, husband at the time, actually, she, she had a husband before. She was like 10 years older than this kid. But she had a husband before that was killed. And she still had kids from that husband, but she married this guy, and they fell in love, and yada, da, da. But they were in the same unit. She yeah. was the sniper, and they treated her exactly the same as any other guy. But uh, um, neither one of them really wanted to talk about what happened in certain situations. Like, how many people have you killed? That's not something I need to talk about. That's not something I want to talk about. You know, and she's saying this in in her own language, but it yeah. was, it, it's just interesting to see that because they're not doing this for for themselves or for glory or for stories. They're doing this because they believe it's right, whether they are actually right or wrong. Only history will say, yeah. and the history books are generally written by people who won. Yeah. So whether they were <laughs> right or wrong or not, <laughs> so, right. But that that's the only thing about that, and I, I got to love Christopher Lee for that. That's pretty awesome. Good for him. And no, he was amazing. I loved yeah. him. Yeah. He didn't serve in the Nam, though. No, he did not. He was too old to serve then. Yeah, that was that was a great memory. We said the Nam because uh, it reminded great comic me. book, by the way. It, well, it, exactly. When I was growing up, and I would watch the twelve at midnight showing of Doctor Who, their big commercial on uh, PB. God, they wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a true commercial on PBS, but it, they always advertised for the Nam. Yeah, the they advertised for the. Oh, they had the big documentary. <laughs> Back in the day, no, no, it's for the comic book, the Nom. That oh, was seriously, yeah. they, had, they had that. Yes, uh, I just it, ran over it and I, I saw it and went, "Wow, this is amazing." And uh, yeah, it was funny because I started hearing the sounds of the, that little snippet they'd play in the middle of Doctor Who about the Nom comic book, and I'm just, I wonder where the guy got the money. I have, to, you want to read them? I have them all. Yeah, I'll have to check them and, out. And what's interesting about the Nom is it, 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 it was a great comic book, and it still is, um, but it was written by guys who were there. And so a lot of the stories are actual stories, of course, flipped around using the same characters because it, it follows this this one doughboy from you know Middle America who goes over thinking, oh, and we're going to fight the communists, and because it's that time they're going to fight the communists. They right. thought they were doing a good thing. A lot of these people did. Most of them were conscripted, yeah. and they didn't want to call it conscription because that has a negative term to it. So they called it drafting. <laughs> um, conscription is when you take poor people and put them into the fucking army. Yeah. Whether they like it or not, mm-hmm. that's conscription. Most countries have done it throughout the world for the entirety of the human race. Yeah. And uh, whether they're called slaves or conscripts, whatever you want to call them, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was done mostly with uh, uh, Latinos and blacks and, and the poor of America. Um, as long as they weren't white. Uh, no, pretty much, yeah. yeah. yeah um, that that's the uh, one of the only the few songs that I like from CCR is 
is or Clarence Clearwater, Clearwater, whatever the fuck they are. Clarence, Cl- Clarence, oh, um, <laughs> Clarence, Queerwater Survival. I need, <laughs> I need more beer. The um, Senator's Son. Yes, yeah, that's like one that of my song favorite too. songs from them, and it's really the only song yeah. I like from them. Yeah, their whole I, catalog is awesome. And I just have never liked them. I don't know why. It's like Metallica. I <laughs> fucking hate Metallica with all my fucking heart. Some but, teacher uh, somewhere fucked you over on them, I'm sure. I, you know, just just like your whole jockism, where you know you were picked on by the jock teacher. Another teacher, very similar to this one, fucked you over to CCR. A metalhead, a metalhead, Metallica fan teacher. I got molested while listening to CCR the whole fucking time. I was molested. Um, (laughs) I was just jerking dicks off all around me, and it was a CCR. Sound sound like a Quentin Tarantino scene. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But Senator Sun to me is 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 a quintessential. That is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's people. I hate to bring that fucking podcast down, but I'm drunk and I'm going to talk about this shit. So, uh, um, but the, the, when you when I got you, a ticket the to volunteers s- for Vietnam, really thought they were doing something right, yeah. and that's what the, the nom was about. Was this one guy that went over to to do this, and it was his story. Yeah, and it, it's an amazing story. It's it's wonderful, and it's written and drawn and everything. And I remember going back to high school. Because that's when I was collecting these was from middle school on, yeah. Um, and uh, they, <laughs> I took a picture, and what you could do in art class, this goes back to the art class thing, by yeah. the way. And what you could do is actually project the the image on a wall, and then you can kind of trace around it a little bit, mm-hmm. oh, right. and then you could fill it in with whatever watercolor or whatever style you wanted. And so I took it and did a bunch of stuff with it, and and you can, yeah, I still have it somewhere, and it's essentially what it was. Was a pile of dead bodies with one guy, like, and uh, it's obviously uh, Viet Cong or somebody like that. It's tied up to a pole with a machete through his chest, wow. and his head's down, and he's dripping blood. And then there's crows all around the, the bodies. And I thought that was just, it was a beautiful image to me. It was absolutely powerful, gorgeous, powerful, powerful image. image. Exactly. Yeah. It was a power, and that's what it was supposed to be in the comic book. Of course, I was a kid and took it way out of context. I still do that today, is take things out of context and then throw them at people and think they should understand it. Yeah. I got called into the principal's office <laughs> for that image. And I'll never forget the vice principal. <laughs> Because uh, the principal never dealt with the kids. It was always the vice principal. And the vice principal brought me into the office. This is probably my sophomore, maybe junior year. I don't know, somewhere in the middle. And uh, he, he sits me down, and my teacher's there, with the, the art teacher. And, and uh, he, 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 said, he looks at me and goes, leans over, looks at something, and goes, Jeff? Because he didn't know my name. <laughs> he had to look it up. Um, this is what we've seen in your class. Is there anything you want to talk to us about? I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. He's like, well, wh- where's the same as coming? It comes from my comic book. It's really good. It's called The Nom. And I started explaining blah, 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 because yeah. I was a teenager. And I thought it was super awesome and exciting. And he was like, okay, okay. Well, they, apparently they had called my parents before I got home. So I got home, and my mom, my mom was like, honey, the school called us. <laughs> Jesus. Apparently you're drawing really evil things. It was like, no, it was just this. She was like, what's that from? Where did you get that? And my parents found it hilarious. 
because yeah. I'm the last kid in the world. To your parents got a really commit good commit suicide, which is really what they were. Concerned they about. really, yeah. your parents really have a good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, <that> Both <laughs> of them, yes, they do. <laughs> which is kind of where I get mine. So I, I, you know, and I was like, yeah, it's hilarious. They thought I, I was a troubled teen. I don't know, but not troubled at all. But well, the Nam, great comic book. You should read it. Well, it's funny that you brought up the conscripture thing because I ran into this last night. Uh, we were watching a film with the kids. And the, the films, I get to talk about mine. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the film opens up with this scene. Uh, one moment. <laughs> go ahead. <Ta-da. laughs> the film opens up with this scene of uh, black people. Uh, black people, we can call them black people now. <laughs> I don't know, cats. I, I, you know, I maybe what they are. I mean, maybe <laughs> I can, but I don't know if you can. They used to be African American. Uh, you know, I think now we're, we're going with black people. Yeah. I believe the president calls them folks. 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 <laughs> I think we tortured some folks. So, so we, we <laughs> the film opens up with some folks picking cotton in a field, and uh, you know they, it starts, and there's you see the, the the people in the field picking the cotton, and the dad showing the son how to pick cotton. But it also had the date right, 1930. Hmm. Yeah. 1930, and and you know we got, they were being paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, uh, and that that's that's where exactly where I was going. I replace y'all with the cotton, Dan. I've got a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old, and we're watching this film together. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, this is an interesting... Is, these are the things they need to see. This is an interesting Absolutely. scene. Let me see if they actually pick up on the connotations here. And uh, the younger one goes, oh, this is slavery, Dad. You're, you're showing me a film about slavery. And, I, and the older one, it, uh, the one that's in the most trouble today, the older one... <laughs> Because she's the older one. <laughs> the older one, as smart as she is, she goes, no, Dad. She goes, no, uh, Oliver, uh, this is 1930. This is not slavery, so why are they out there doing this? Dad, why are they being treated like slaves even though they're not slaves? That, um, <laughs> son, daughter, Define because slave. they haven't discovered Mexicans yet. <laughs> oh. oh, wait, he's not that white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, I'm a dick. <laughs> you know that that was actually the thought that crossed my mind. We were we were watching this film. That's why I love this man. We were watching this this film that uh, was uh, nominated this year, probably won some awards, called The Butler. And the this f- year, that was like two years ago. By okay, the way. well, it's on Netflix now, so it's this year to me. <laughs> This is a film I'm not going out of my way to torrent, but if it shows up on Netflix and somebody asks me to watch it, I might watch it if my kids are bold enough to sit down. My, you know, I'll just say that my youngest was not bold enough to watch it. The film opens with that, and then the kid's dad getting shot in the head, mm. and he proceeded to go to the bathroom and masturbate for two hours. We've seen him when the film was okay, over. That's slightly disturbing, <laughs> to watch somebody get shot in the head and go, <gasps> I've got a boner now. <laughs> While that is, while that is, you know what, Dad, I've got to go satisfy myself after this scene. I, I hope you don't go, mind. Quote unquote, you know what? Use the toilet. Don't pause. <laughs> don't pause. Go ahead and watch the rest of the movie. I'm going to the bathroom. That, that was for you, Oliver. See how my punchline worked into this whole little diatribe that was created just for you because he said he was just going to the bathroom and he just didn't want to watch the film, so he made the excuse that he was I think going he to the has bathroom your, the whole time. Your sensitivity You're to right. violence. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I didn't even pick on him about it beyond saying, "Well, what were you in there doing? Playing with your penis?" And he goes, "No, Dad. I, I was constipated." I was like, you know, look, I know, I get that you didn't want to watch the movie, and you would have gotten the pass if you had just asked. 
I'd let you go into your bedroom and done whatever, but instead you went to the bathroom and that's fine for two hours. The only thing I can think of conceivably that you do in the bathroom for almost literally two hours. He came out at one point <laughs> for a couple of minutes and then oh went back God, to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Mike, leave him alone, man. <laughs> it's like we're, it's his, that's his time. Right. That's <laughs> his time. I, I go, well, obviously he's discovered his penis. <laughs> You know, I'll never forget discovering my penis. That was about 1958. I think I was about uh, 11 years old. And I was drinking my mint julep on the porch when all of a sudden my turgent nothingness came to me. And well, I had to rub that until something came out. Fantastic. I apologize for that. <laughs> I, tried. I had wanted to interrupt you, and I thought, no, let's just see where he ends this. <laughs> well, that description was... Probably could have came... Okay. That description Whoops. was on the spot. <laughs> Speaking of which, what do you guys think of the beer? Uh, oh, this is great after the last one. This is fantastic. Uh, um, to be honest with you, I, I had it the other day, um, just fresh, no mm-hmm. beer the rest mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very mm-hmm. sufficient IPA. It is. It's an incredibly drinkable IPA. It's probably better than a lot of other IPAs. It's got a lot of notes that you don't get typically. Like mm-hmm. I'm almost tasting banana esque, banana ish. Oh, kind of. We get to this. Kind of the flat, sweet. Um, We're gonna need a refresher before we drink. This. Yeah, we'll hit some something. We'll find something. So you know, I didn't want to get into a big discussion of the film, but a couple of things that did jump out at me. Yeah. As as good as the film was, is. They made it very clear, you know, at certain points, well, this is what the story that we're telling here, and this is why. And I thought, well, God, they're speaking to the audience. But then I realized, you know, I'm watching this with my son and my daughter, and they're probably going to be playing this at schools for kids that are about that age to kind of teach them about the civil rights movement. In my school, we played Henry V, so... So, you know, maybe <laughs> there's that. Maybe some things they, they do have to make overly clear. Oh, by the way, people, that's Shakespeare. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knew that. But there was there was there was a whole th- thing, you know, because I'm watching the film and I go, but what about the Mexicans? You know, we had our our very own civil rights movement, and maybe there's a movie. Didn't you see the movie? I didn't see the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't see. Yeah, the movie. I, well, I didn't see the movie. I mean, maybe you'll point you it out. Go to me. watch not, the fucking movie. Then. But uh, you know, not, you not, 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 only, not only that, and, and I understand that we're watching the story of the butler. So, but they kind of gloss over where the civil rights movement just kind of died, and the weapon against the civil rights movement, which was bringing the drugs into the community, and. And getting everybody just kind of pacified, and I thought that was just too. That's big. called the government. Yes, they they just missed two huge opportunities. Uh, you know, in well, the, the fact rights. that it's in the movie, I think, speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, it's not something I think uh, today's society can really handle. Per yeah, se, yeah. it's like uh, Vietnam is the same thing. Go to to put the two together, Vietnam, especially at the same time, which I believe this movie kind of it, it, spans it, decades. Yeah, but uh, in the Vietnam, they uh, the American government is the one that sent all the drugs for the Americans to use mm-hmm. to pacify them, so they would fight. And they were they were yeah, doing the much same the same in inner city neighborhoods. They were here doing, when during the civil rights movement, you know, where Reagan's buying all this cocaine to pump into the neighborhood, mm-hmm. which later yeah, gets turned into crack cocaine. Yep. Um, you know, they 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 not only gloss over it, but they but don't. He's even, an American hero. They they don't even mention you know uh, the fact of of what had become of the civil rights movement. So it just kind of 
so I thought that was like a big hole in the movie. Like if it's going to be teaching about civil rights, that's great. We get a really good start, and then just the way it peters out in the eighties. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, if you're going to teach me, show me all of it. Show me the dirt. Show me what happened. Well, what did wasn't it following one one character, the the butler? It, 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 it was called the butler. It, it, it wasn't called the assholes uh, in the White House. Well, it, it, it was it, called the butler. It was called it was called the butler, but it was really showing a lot of his son's story, right? As as a, as a contra- oh, okay. uh, his son's story was a contradiction to where he was going. It was showing how how he was impacting the president. And how his son was doing his own civil rights movement, yet mm-hmm. it was the butler who was necessarily making all of the real magic happen, um, and just by having that close connection. And more, absolutely, I, well, they have. But I, I think history will tell that. Uh, um, I think both had a huge impact. It, you, it, you really had to have both to make it happen. Exactly. Uh, you, you can't have one without the other. But at one point, they have Martin Luther King explaining to the guy's son, going. Oh, your dad's, uh, you know, this very powerful person, and you know he's an Uncle Tom, but you know he's very important to where our movement is going, and that we need him to be this image for us and to project the needs mm-hmm. we have, and to have pers- interpersonal contact with the other people. Yeah. And then they go and, oh yeah, well, we've been watching this movie. Yeah, we know. And that was just the one thing that just was so yeah, jarring. You knew, sir. So fucking jarring to me. You were thirty percent of the audience. Yeah. By the way, you knew. And you were 30% of And that. then to ignore the plight of every other ethnic nation out there, the Chinese, the Koreans, the Mexicans. Well, no, any, no, no. Any, you, you anybody can't do of, that. You don't get to do that. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I argue with you to the end to, to do that um, because the movie was about that. It was about the civil rights movement for those people at that time. And it really wasn't. You're right. It, it, it's sad that it wasn't about the Latinos. It wasn't about or Hispanics. I, I don't even know what. Whatever. Um, it wasn't about the Asians. It wasn't about a lot of those mm-hmm. people. It should have been. I but no, it wasn't. You're, and you're right. And at, at the end of the movie, as upset it was that I, that they had glossed over this later '80s stuff that had happened to the civil rights movement, I understood that. Well, this character is obviously becoming less influential. He retires like during the Reagan administration, yeah. so he's not in power. So they're just not going to show that part of the story because he didn't really influence. And he dies like a few years later, like no, less he, than a decade, uh, doesn't he? It, it, this and, and you know that was the other sad aspect I explained to my children. Uh, it was you know as sad as the story was this was based on a, a real person yeah. and he actually lives up into the Obama administration oh, according really? according oh. to the movie so he oh, wow. he he actually made a good stretch but uh, uh, like I said I don't know enough fuck all but you know the, those were a couple of aspects that were sad I, I was sad that they were missed but I understand why they were missed and and I don't think that was wholly it like I think a, a director had wanted to pull those in he probably could have found a way to throw them in the story he just never did and mm, Maybe, it would have been a much longer movie. May, maybe we'll get another movie somewhere down the line, and then you know we'll have maybe a little more empathy for the guys who are standing outside of Costco, like last weekend when I went and they were uh, protesting Costco and the berries they were selling. And I was, I went in today and they weren't selling if any you more want local berries. Go down the street to freaking one of the local. All berries. Right, no, I went into Costco today and they were not selling Driscoll's berries anymore. They were all gone. So what I was, was the thrilled about that. Uh, there's a, a labor union dispute with uh, some of the uh, field hands. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and, I read they're about they're that. mostly migratory yep. workers, uh, uh, Mexicans. Yeah. Of of which are my people. Maybe I'm not truly Mexican, but for the field workers, that's my Mexican people. Closer than I am. So the Mexico counts. City Mexicans <laughs> don't know nothing about them. Field worker Mexicos, that's my family. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, their labor, labor dispute. I like how you call them Mexicos. 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 <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's, 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 Those it's, are my Mexicos. <laughs> that's the debate Yamile and I always get into yeah. about how Mexican I am. No, the the, 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 the culture is, is different. Oh. Where where you're, yeah, I believe your family's from Texas, right? Uh, they're from Mexico, but some of them from Texas. My grandmother's from Texas. My grandfather mm. is from Mexico. Oh, there you go. See, <laughs> um, the the cultures are slightly different, but. Mexico has just as much a diverse culture as we have in this country. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So you do have to remember there's, that. There's country folk and city folk, and I guess... No, no, it's not like that. Mm. See, yeah, our country folk here in Washington mm. are a little bit from the country folk from Louisiana. Mm. Do you agree? Mm, no. Then you're a moron, because mm. those are two different cultures. Yeah. Completely different cultures. Yeah. The South is a completely different place. We're all Americans. Uh, no, we're Americans. We're all gringos. Gringos. <laughs> we are all. Yes, gringos. we are all. We're all from the United States. Yes, but that doesn't mean your culture. And, is the same. and with that, with that statement, is exactly where I would wanted to take you because I've got my buddy Paul Lynch. Paul Lynch is awesome. Paul Lynch has got a spot for you. I know. I, I read that. I read that. I, I would totally go to Australia. Yeah, you know that's what Love I thought. Australia. You know, I mean, if if we want to go try some of the local beers in Australia, you know, Paul's got an open door policy for us. We should head down there have some absolutely. Uh, have a few I, beers. Um, we got to figure out where he lives. Was is Brisbane? Yeah. Is yeah. it Perth? Well, uh, this episode's wrapping up. I mean, we could just. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I got a movie to talk about. Oh, do you? It's mm. called The Taking of Tiger Mountain. The Taking of Taking Ti- of Tiger Mountain. What is that? Um, it is, is it, awesome. Is it, it is. is it Japanese? Is this a no, porn? It's, it's a Chinese movie, and it's by a director I believe you might recognize, yeah. um, who is freaking awesome, and it's such a great fucking movie. Let me copy a, and paste a, this it's into a porn. Google. <laughs> it's a porn. Is there any it's clitoris a, a play? <laughs> clitoris porn? I don't know about that. So did we did we rate the uh, the blah, 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 on the we spot? We haven't rated a goddamn thing today. By I don't way. think we have. Let's go back through that while you're looking that up. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so what would you rate the uncommon common? Two and a half. I'd give it a two. Yeah. I'd give it a two and a half. Yeah. What about the raspberry Millie sour ale? Solid two. Yeah, I like it. Oh, more the than raspberry that. ale. I'd give it a three. I give it a four. Yeah. I liked it, oh, but it's got to be in small. It, it really does have to be in small. It's just quantities. a one note. I mean, I, 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 that's, I'd the thing, that's the thing. It I'd needed argument. to be in a small glass, but and you could note, sip on it. That one note is that so one tasty. note. <laughs> it's called a sour. That's always the note. Yeah, I know. So on the spot IPA, what do you guys think of this? I give it a three, three, yeah, three, two and a half, three. It really, it three. really pains me to say this, but I hate it. I, I'm giving it a really? one. It's the first Wander beer I've ever tasted. I just, I don't like it. It don't like it. Wow, at all. really? It's really just not gets on. You didn't my... try the Pilsner earlier. Yeah. <laughs> now the Pilsner was good. I mean I'd I'd give I, it, I drank it. Yeah. I drank two glasses of it. I'd, yeah. I'd I'd say the Pilsner was better than the rest of the wander we've had today. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> better than on the spot? No, I I would say so. It's not better than on the spot. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> you know Hart Sweet? What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's the one that directed and I believe helped write this movie. Boki. Is he still alive? He must be getting old by this point. Boki wrote the novel, and I apologize to all Chinese people for these the way I'm saying these things. Jian Zing Huang is one of the screenplay writers along with Mr. Hark. 
uh, and many others. Uh, been- and it's actually based on fucking real people. After World War II, um, poor China was... Uh, from about the late 1800s, China was just basically raped by every single Western nation. I mean, from America to France to England. East, um, Eastern as well. I mean, the East also <laughs> raped them just as good. Uh, um, and, well, no, I'm getting to that. Um, Japan um, started invading them in the late 30s as far as, like, the 1930s. We're talking 1937, long before Hitler even got started thinking about invading other countries. Japan invaded them and just victimized the shit out of them. Yeah. And they took over most of the country. Wow. Um, after World War II, this is when this takes place, is about 1946, um, the PLA, or People's Liberation Army, um, and there was another uh, uh, army aside from that. Mm-hmm. But not, uh, not only were those two armies going through... Uh, China and trying to liberate places, mm-hmm. but they were liberating from warlords. These people that were literally fucking warlords. Yeah. And that's what this movie is about. Tiger Mountain was this stronghold that was held by the Japanese yeah. until this warlord took it over. And it was full of uh, all kinds of arms. And it was it was a serious thing. So this is a, this is a like a re, this is like a, a dramatization. It's not a documentary, right? No, it's a dramatization of, okay, of yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, uh, but they actually show pictures of the real people at oh. the end of the movie. Yeah. That did this. Yeah. And it was just That's a handful cool. of like twenty or thirty. Uh, this group of P, uh, PLA soldiers. Yeah. Or People's Liberation Army. It, they they this group of like thirty guys that went into this village, and uh, liberated the village. Then they tried to keep it a secret, didn't work very well, mm-hmm. from the warlord, mm-hmm. and then they had to take the Tiger Mountain. Mm-hmm. And there's some great scenes in this movie. Please watch this movie. Yeah. It is wonderful. It's great. It's it's just good. It's granted, it's a two and a half hour movie, but some of the the, the war the action scenes are amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. This is like one of the greatest action directors directors of all time. Sweetheart has had an, a career since the early eighties. We're talking once upon a time in yeah, exactly. China. That's, I want to go back and rewatch those because uh, I haven't seen them in years. You know, the flying swordsman, exactly. hard boiled. I yep. mean, you know, me you know, anything that was big, anything that's kind of moved outside of China, he's mm-hmm. been a part of you know he is yeah. uh, influential he's he's been uh, actually a much bigger of a producer than an actual director um is where a lot of his influence come from uh john woo and him were partners you know mm-hmm. for a very long stretch so yeah. yeah uh you know i you're given a recommendation for the film i haven't seen it but i can only think that it's probably very good just knowing it's the, the history amazing. of the guy it's fucking amazing and the the scene with the tiger you'll your balls will crawl right back up in your fucking <laughs> body cavity <laughs> jesus christ even my wife was on the couch going this shit, it's really good. I thought you said even your wife's balls were crawling. Yeah, my wife's ovaries were just folding in on themselves. She was going opposite way through puberty. That's actually good to hear because, uh, you know, I was into the, the Hong Kong movie scene for a long time, as you know. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been in the last decade. They've just kind of gone flat. I mean, uh, you know, we had... I don't the, know about that. Man. You gotta get... You gotta, like anything that becomes huge... I think I think the Hong Kong and China itself has become huge 
movie producer. Right. Well, huge it, movie producer. And it, whenever you're inundated like that, it's 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 you're going to have some watering. Well, a lot of what happened actually to the Hong Kong cinema scene actually happened in 1997 when the country was being handed back over to China. And I was into the movies before then. Oh, the Hong Kong, yeah. Yeah, we had this this great thing where there was an exodus of a lot of directors had just simply left. I mean, they, yeah. they, they didn't know what was going to happen. They were rich enough to do so, so they fucking got uh, it. And they tried to start careers here in America, or, or you know, a few of them did, and they kind of fell flat. But in the last four or five years, a lot of them have been going back and making themselves adjusted to what happened and working within the system there. And, uh, you know, we start getting John Woo's actually directed movies in the last four or five years that are actually good again. Really? Uh, <laughs> Where? When? His, 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 jeez. <laughs> oh, I don't remember the name of the last one I seen, but he had, the last one I saw was broken arrow. And I was just like, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I quit. He has You're fired. Sir. He has done very good movies <laughs> since then. So, uh, okay. uh, you know, and sweetheart, coming back to the scene uh, and, and, and directing a film that's getting outside of the Hong Kong, it's nice to know that they're probably rejuvenating and they're, they're getting adjusted and they've kind of come out. It probably it took a decade from the sounds of it to come out of this hole, but you know, hopefully we'll start to see some more films come out of there. Hmm. See, Ang Lee for me was it was like one of those hit or miss guys. It was but it, like good movie, bad movie, good movie, bad movie. It was just but he just kind of hits or misses. For, uh, you at know, least for me, it's just my taste. A, a, well, Ang Lee, you can't really consider a Chinese director. I mean, he never really made films in China. It was when he got here that he started his career. I, Ang Lee, I don't think he, even well, he's a Taiwanese to begin with. But yeah. uh, even though he was covering the Taiwanese. In, in making a couple films over there, he, he always had production that was in America. You know, his mm-hmm. funding came from America. He, you know, was not a part of the Chinese movie system. Uh, well, Made great sense. films, though. I mean, you know, yeah, eat, eat, drink, man, woman, and, and yeah, amazing movie. And uh, the wedding banquet, the wedding banquet yeah. is going to remain <laughs> in my top ten films. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure forever. You know, it's yeah. one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't call him a classical chi- Chinese or Taiwanese director. Yeah, what are you going to do? I apologize for derailing this entire thing. <laughs> this in-depth well, discussion about uh, Chinese directors and writers. And yeah. the movie scene is just blowing up. And I think there's a lot to be said for it. Me and my wife just watched one called Wuchi. Mm-hmm. Okay, gonzo fucking movie. Wonderful fucking movie. <laughs> Essentially what happens is this uh, this this demon hunter from the, I don't know, three or four hundred years ago... Mm-hmm. Um, is doing his thing. He's like this master of everything. He can hunt demons. He traps them or kills them. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, he gets turned upon and trapped in his own traps, which uh, um, I don't know. Whenever you see uh, a lot of Asian films, especially China, they also they always have in their shrines and everything, they have banners that are have writing and stuff on them or pictures or things like this. Yeah. So what he does is trap these things in pictures. <laughs> well, him and his 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 not apprentice, I would say his assistant get trapped in these pictures. And then fast forward to today, they get freed from the pictures because these monks that were fighting the demons as well yeah. were tricked into trapping him. Now we're still alive 300 years later and <laughs> release him. Fucking great movie. Watch Wuchi. <laughs> it's really fucking that good. That sounds like a must Wuchi. see, actually. <laughs> it's yeah. so awesome. It's, it sounds very, very much along the lines of Chinese ghost story. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, what a good movie. I need to watch that again. I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah. Jesus. 
Well, hey, we're uh, we're at an hour forty five here. So oh I shit, we, we need to wrap. wrap. Uh, oh. I did want to bring up one thing though. I've been I've been monitoring any news that comes through, you know, for the week regarding beer. beer. And the one I really wanted to mention on here was about a, a guy in Nebraska and uh, Nebraska City who has reached one hundred and ten years old, and he claims that his secret to longevity is the uh, three p.m. beer that he drinks every single day. Yeah, which I thought was awesome. And um, I think good that's, for him. Yeah, I know. I think that's great. And um, it's really more, just genetics, but good for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because they mentioned in the article that in uh, in the state of Nebraska, there's only 172 people on record as having made it to that age. And there's actually a word for it. Where is it? I was amazed. It's a super centenarian. When you reach 110, you nice. are a super centenarian. I'd have called him an old cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. I think that's where the origin of that word. But of the uh, 72 people who have made it, or 172 people who have made it to that age, only 17 were men. <laughs> yeah, because when men, women generally live longer than us. I'm, be- I'm willing to bet that the 17 guys were all beer drinkers. I'm, I'm willing to say. There was a guy that made it to like 103 or 104 in New York. Yeah, yeah. And people went to go interview him. And was, oh, what's your secret? What's your secret? Well, it's, I drink a bottle of night train a night. And... <laughs> Fry everything in bacon fat. (laughs) If that doesn't fucking prove that everything is genetics, tough shit. Oh wait, wait, wait! Yeah, but yeah. Don't you think that that's potentially a fuck you to everybody? He, like, like he's. Oh just, yeah, he's no, fun, he no, no, but he's he he. You think he's playing? I think he's playing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's not. I think he doesn't want you to live to be his age. I think he's trying to kill you. He's like, oh, I, I won, bitches. <laughs> Do out, this, you'll live longer. He's outsmarted you. Really, he's just juice. He's as the juice weasel, and he's just juicing the shit out of things. <laughs> And that's exactly what he does. You know it. You, you wow. know it. Wow. You guys went a whole different direction with this story than I did. I just, I kept thinking it's got to be the beer because it just, it keeps him mellow and relaxed and stress free. And so that's a secret, we, sir. That means yeah, we've right. legalized right. marijuana. We're going to have a bunch of centenarians or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Super centenarians. Yeah. yeah. Or Sagittarians or whatever the fuck they are. We're going to have a shit ton of those yeah. in like 50 or 70 years. That's right. And people would be like, what's your secret? What? <laughs> Pretty much all they're gonna get. Journalists are gonna go to their house. It's just gonna be. <laughs> What's my secret? Man? But we're all gonna have big boobs from the hops because it's been Dude. recently discovered that hops causes man boobs. But I'm just saying it's all <laughs> alcohol in general because you're putting on weight, you're building yeah. estrogen oh, when you yeah. get heavy. Yeah. You're gonna get man boob. It's That's gonna happen. Gonna happen. Is that yep. why I cry at night? <laughs> Good night, Paul. Good night, Paul. Good night, Paul. Paul Lynch. He's our bro. Dan and Dan. I don't. Okay. Good night, Paul, I guess. And Dave, whatever. This comes from your Rick, own. who doesn't read anything but his own posts. You're on your own, Dave. Uh, we love Dave, but good night, Paul. What a wonderful podcast. It has restored my faith in humanity, revealed the truths of the universe to me, and cured my herpes. Oh, wait. That wasn't me. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Michael Zamora, and Rick Anderson. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave.
keyboards from I the saw computer. your post. That was awesome. I want the keyboards from the computer. I want everything. They're not but you, I, I like the fact that, I don't know if he's recording this, but I like the fact that you weren't the douchebag parents that go out and like run over their shit with a lawnmower. That's just stupidest, <laughs> most moronic, ignorant, dumbass shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Your dad, your dad never did that to you? No, he would just take it and give it to somebody else that deserved it. That's why I threatened that with my daughter. Okay, I'm just going to take this and give it to a kid that deserves it. My dad came home, put his boot through my Nintendo. Yeah. My dad wasn't a violent guy. You Mm, met my dad, he's not a violent fucking guy. No. Who sings that song that you were just singing a minute ago? The Cars. The Muppets. The Cars. When Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear? Oh, Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear? Isn't it Kermit the Frog? It's not the Carpenters, is it? You birds. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's my horrible Kermit impression. I'm sure he covered it. It was the Carpenters, sir. Is that really it? So why were you singing that? Because that was his music that he was soothing himself by. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Weird. You are near. I get weirded out by coincidences. Coincidences? Coincidence. Coincidai? I've always had a weird thing about coincidences, and mm-hmm. on my way up here, a song popped into my head that I wanted to hear. Oh, the Carpenters. So I pulled it up while I was driving up here. I was like, that's weird. Why did that song just pop into my Which head? Which one is that? This is the Calling Occupants. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why this popped into my head on my way up here. I thought that's nice. weird. I haven't heard that song in like since I was probably five or six years old. Oh, don't doesn't the AM go just once once in a while just creep into your fucking head? It is, but it's weird that it's you sang weird. a Carpenter song as soon as I got here. It's weird. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. There's nothing wrong with that. I Salud. Don't know. <laughs> Love you guys, especially now that the door's closed. Ooh, nobody gets out of here. At it last. does sound tighter with the door closed. I yeah, think so. I'm just concerned. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to piss off Nicole or bother her. No, you're welcome to. <laughs> no. You know sure, what? I'm sure sir, you've got that covered. Sir, he's. <laughs> damn it! You stole my shit. It's like he's got that shit down. He's got the buttons and the knobs and the, yeah, he's got it all. He's like he he knows where the switch is to just go click. Pissed. Yeah, no, I, I got that. And I got, I pushed that one last. What was it Saturday? Yeah, we podcast on time. Saturday, I pushed it directly. I knew exactly what. You I only was have doing. to say one word: cellulite. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, and then that's followed by a divorce. <laughs> no, it's followed by three hours of screaming. Oh, I, I have another topic we can cover, which is um, Rick, Rick. Can I get you a Dorito? <laughs> oh, I'll have a Dorito. Thank you. Just one. You sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicole made sure that she said, "Why don't you get some Doritos for Rick? He loves Doritos." I do. Actually. That is a bag of Doritos. That's how thoughtful my wife is. She was like, "That's right crazy." Right right you guys right. get that at uh, Costco. <laughs> Closer to you is the name of that song by the Carpenters. I want to talk about a weird. Uh, I, I read an article this last week called 22 Incredible Facts About the Life and Career of Sir Christopher Lee." Oh, awesome! And I, and I want to bring up one. Oh, yeah! I'm surprised. Need to bring up all of them. I'm surprised it's not common knowledge. He's a fucking year. murderer. And I'll wait. <laughs> There's a lot of those in in like Hollywood. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> when uh, he was when Peter Jackson was directing the scene where Wormtongue stabs him in the back. Yeah. Well, I mean, Christopher Lee was involved in the British version of the CIA, so he knows lots of stuff that he's apparently MI six. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, he's. He's been privy to a lot of stuff that he refuses to talk about. 
Yeah. And it would, when he's... It, yeah, I knew he was when, involved in some wars. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. Some pretty but big shit. When so. Peter Jackson was directing that scene, he, he was telling him, he goes, I want you to imagine the sound of a knife going into someone. Imagine? Yeah, and Christopher <laughs> Lee, I guess, very just deadpan. He's, he was like, he's like, I've heard that sound many times. <laughs> I've heard that sound many times. <laughs> I can't even do Christopher Lee. I'd have to watch him a few times. Yeah. I need to go back and watch all the Hammer films. God, I love those fucking movies. Yeah. Him and Peter Cushing, you know they were just fucked up, having a good time, high as hell. Isn't that just amazing? Just playing fucking Van Helsing and the Vampire. Mm-hmm. It, was, it just was awesome. <laughs> what was the other? Great movies. There was, there was another fact that was kind of like... You know, I didn't see this. Why didn't I see this? Oh, I'll go through some of these. But, um, what uh, news? The, the one There's one in here that jumps out at me as like, why doesn't everybody on the planet know this one? Because this is it's crazy. Because it's something... not everybody on the planet knows how awesome Christopher Lee is. Yeah, I guess. Peter I mean, Cushing he's, was he's... pretty fucking awesome, too. Mm-hmm. I have a behind the scenes of Peter Cushing in his house. Yeah. And he's just he's sitting there kind of smiling. Obviously, it was like an interview for a newspaper or something. He's smiling. And then you see all pictures of like his family behind him. Like his mm-hmm. mom, and they all look the same. They all look fucking like Peter, different Peter Cushing's, like with a dress. <laughs> it was just, it's an awesome picture. I love Peter Cushing so much. Yeah, that's interesting. I love watching bad movies. They're so much fun. Oh my god, what did we watch the other night? The fucking Cobbler. Why did you watch that? I like bad movies, and I wouldn't even watch that. Because my wife it's is just cobbler. like you. She enjoys just, you know, she'll punish herself. I go, why are we watching this? <laughs> you hate it, too. Why We could just turn it off. No, we got to see no, it. No, you got to finish it. Fuck. I don't care how bad the fucking movie is. Fucking Very few movies do I turn off. And then the sad thing was, there was a story. Like, underneath, there was a story that was good, and it was like just somebody took this, this pretty okay stri- script and then gave it to him. Yeah. To fuck up and make yeah. a vehicle for him. Apparently, I think he's got a TV show coming out. Now. Yeah, when, when, he's got when, a, a contract with like Netflix or somebody. You're getting fucking outacted by <laughs> Method Man. You got problems. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I've seen <laughs> Method Man. He's terrible. But yeah. essentially, yeah. you are in the quest for mm-hmm. the test to fulfill an achievement. Oh yeah. Everybody's only in it for themselves. Mm-hmm. When in fact of the matter is, they just don't fucking care to extend a helping hand Hell to anyone yeah. else. So tell me why do I have to lie and try to make all confused about the USA when the fact of the matter is you just don't hear or comprehend or understand a single fucking word I say. I don't want to have to go against I against I. I, I. I don't want to have I go against I. Well, let me tell you now. Now. Mecca lecca high. Mecca I. Mecca lecca I against I against I against I. A mecca lecca, let's go. I'm sure I didn't hit a fucking beat there, but that's okay. Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems. Stop, stop. It was like a really big, big audible noise. My fault. Start over. <gasps> Sorry. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You nah. broke my uh, concentration. Stop, stop, stop. We're having an emotional Where's my breakdown. character? Where's my character? <laughs> let's, let's, let's roll back. I'll, I'll go back find to it. my point. I'll find a mark. Are you ready? Find your center, Jeff. Find your center. Okay. S- okay. Starting at... I need my cue. I need my fucking cue. Everybody's only in it all for themselves when the fact of the matter is they just don't care to extend a helping hand to anyone else. So 
tell me why do I have to lie and try to make me all confused about the USA when the fact of the matter is, Reagan, I just don't hear or comprehend fucking Reagan a single word I say. I Hell don't yeah. want to have. I go against I. I don't want to have. I go against I. It's I against I against I. I. Mecca leka fucking high against I and let's go. I-